Okay, welcome to the Punch Touch Podcast. Real fans, real talk. We dissect, dive deep and discuss juicy bits of gossip and news from the world of boxing and MMA. I'm Coach T, I'm your host and welcome to a crazy ride of adventure. Real fans, for the fans. Let's go! Hey, it's the Punch Touch Podcast. It's the Punch Touch Podcast. Welcome, welcome everyone. Welcome to a fantastic pack. Look, this episode, episode number nine, a hook and a punchline. This episode is packed. Unprecedented episode, if I say so myself. I've got three of the best, three of the best. And I'm not talking about like chicken and chips and a drink. I've got three of the best. I've got the farmer, the professor, and the nerd. First of all, <laughs> first of all, let me welcome, welcome the farmer, Rico. How are you doing, sir? I am absolutely well. Um, Coach T, I'm, I can't, I'm, I've got nothing to say, really. Just really, really well and happy. I'm looking forward to, to this today's episode. Yes, I know you are. We've spoken beforehand and, and man, your passion and your energy. I know you're excited, bro. <laughs> I know you're excited to express yourself about this, this beautiful art that, that we've all been exposed to. It's beautiful. And um, of course, how can we forget? We can't forget the professor. How are you doing, Jacob? How are you doing, sir? Doing well, Coach T. Fantastic weekend of fighting all round in all the sports and just very excited to break them all down with you guys this about this fine monday shall we say yes yes it's absolute pleasure to have you on board as well man great team both of you already like beautiful team beautiful work i i I like it tag team definitely wwe tag team and (laughs) and of course of course the nerd himself ash ash yeah mate you you know with one of my first episodes and stuff like that mate always been there welcome back ash welcome back brother i know you've not been feeling the greatest lately but i'm hoping that that you you're, you're feeling a lot better apart from that how you doing bro cheers coach t yeah welcome everyone um yeah i'm always glad to be on the show thank you for having me again it's always fun and stuff and feeling ready for it um yeah it's been a good like a couple of weeks of fighting actually um got to miss out on the canelo show but i knew you guys did did well for that so um it's good like had a good week of fighting this week so lots to talk about yes yes there is lots to talk about lots to talk about i agree and and guys i mean like you you've just heard you've just heard some of the three finest opinions that i'm that i i think is is really good really relevant and like I've said before, this you know we're not we're not super duper analysts. You know we don't get paid for this. The only payment we get is pure enjoyment and excitement, and it fuels our passion. And and that's what this is about. This is for the fans by the fans. Now this episode, episode number nine, a hook and a punchline. Now I don't usually do this. I don't usually do this. I'm going to switch it up, gents. I'm going to switch it up. I don't usually do this, but I'm I'm going to start with the main event of UFC 262 and that's it and then and then we'll jump to the boxing gents but I have to start with the main event of UFC 262 okay the main event that to me that's that's the whole point that's why it this episode is called a hook and a punchline because it was a beautiful song that was constructed that broke that broke Michael Chandler down 
Yeah, and you guys know I'm talking about Charles Oliveira v. Michael Chandler. Let me set this up for the folks, guys. We'll set this up real quick. 31 wins, 8 losses. Mm, one non-contest, whatnot. Michael Chandler, 22 wins, 6 losses. Okay? So these guys are seasoned. They are seasons within this realm. In the fight, we had two knockdowns from Charles Oliveira. Two knockdowns. And, and to be honest, I think there might be a mistake in this stat here. I, I, I'm looking at the stats that I have, but I personally, I would question, I've got zero knockdowns for Michael Chandler. And as far as I'm concerned, did Michael Chandler knock down Oliveira and almost finish his Ross? Yes. He? Yes, he did. He did. He blatantly did. He took. He almost took he him did, off yeah. his feet. But I don't know, maybe it's because he crouched down. Do you remember when Oliveira kind of like squatted down? Point. I'm pushing back again. I don't think he was knocked. I don't oh, think okay. he was. If you if you watch that back without the about the sound of the crowd, without the mm. sound of the judges, and you look at him, he's controlling his movement on the floor. He's trying to bob and weave against the punches. He may have been rocked temporarily. He then went for the grab, and then obviously got put into uh, guillotine in the first round. And then towards the end of it, he then dropped to the floor. Yes, he may have got clipped with one punch, but it wasn't as if he was out cold and just being flagged around like a like a rag doll. And no, no, you're right. If you then take take the sound of the judges out and the crowd out, you and watch him move. He's intentionally moving, like he's mm. not just doing it out of the sake of being bashed from one pillar to post. And that's why I'm there thinking: is that why they didn't count it as a knockdown? Yeah, I, you know, I think you've got a very, very valid point there. When you break that down, Professor, that's true because as he squatted down, he, he was in trouble, so, and that's why he did the evasive tactics of yeah. let me like change my level of height let me change the direction of angle that i'm being bombarded by you know it it, it makes sense it it does make sense I, I do feel like he was kind of knocked down but at the same time as you break it down like that i, I see that point of view i'll be honestly I, I do see that point of view i mean i mean ash what did you think of that fight i thought from the outset it was a very very explosive fight and really entertaining fight i i still remember when i think Oliveira had Ch had Chandler on the ground and Chandler managed to stand up and then I think it was a mistake to do it but it was just such a show of strength when he basically oh, backflips him on the ground on the damn this has to be scripted or something um, did, did you see that shit in slow motion yeah. they showed that in the in the replays in slow I thought my man was gonna do a backflip with a backpack on his back it was <laughs> I mean it was that like in hindsight yeah definitely the the wrong thing to do because it would have taken a lot more energy out of him but mm. i was impressed with how explosive he was and that and how well Oliveira was like recovering and stuff like that and how well he turned it around so really good fight really entertaining it was built up as well to be quite a good fight beforehand and it lived up to that i thought okay well farmer let me ask you this now farmer let me set this up a little bit now round one huge leg kicks from Charles Oliveira. Round one, Charles Oliveira was like, okay, I'm going to kick your shit. And he, and he almost, remember like the first kick partially swept Michael Chandler off his feet. <laughs> like the first leg kick. It was beautiful, beautiful footwork. And, and uh, you know, Charles Oliveira was creating distance, but Michael Chandler, he was very like, he, he, he wanted him. He wanted to take his head off with some really good compact attacks and combinations. How did you... How did you feel how that... Do you feel that the round one was uh, a good tactic from both of them? Or, uh, like, what was your view about round one and how it continued? I have to declare, I'm going to put my hand up, and it hurts me to say this, but the professor is correct. I actually went and viewed this fight again after we had a conversation. 
and obviously I got caught up in the moment because like we do, don't you? Because my man, I want him, I'm mm. open about this. I want my channel to win. Mm. And I'm not going to get nothing against Oliveira. I think Oliveira is a tremendous fighter. But I just want Mike Chandler. I got caught up in the moment with his... I like people's behaviour and demeanour and he's a nice guy. And I, I put my hand up. I got caught up into that. But when I actually re reviewed it and watched it again, um, Oliveira was in control of that. And, and But Mike Chandler's mistake, he wanted to do what he did to Dan Hooker. And unfortunately for him, he didn't have the finishing touches. He made a lot of mistakes... But his sheer strength, and that's why I was impressed with him, his sheer strength will, will trouble a lot of people in that division. But he went in tactically naive um, towards the end because Oliveira was controlling him, even though he was getting a little bit ragdolled when he hit him down. I thought he did hit him down, but he didn't. When you actually watch it again, Oliveira was in control. And he even did this sort of like um, a monkey Stunt. Yes, it was. It was. It was old school kung fu monkey stance, isn't it? Moving his head left to right, left to right, bobbing and weaving on the floor is really unusual. I've not seen that before. And and he sort of evaded all his blows, and he saw he he saw he couldn't. He realized he couldn't handle Michael Chandler's strength, so he went to his mo, which is jujitsu, and he sort of controlled him, and he sort of evaded most of the blows. And Michael Chandra went into his own mode as just sheer ragdoll strength. And that's where he made his mistake as a wrestler. That's mm. my view. I've, I think you see what you've said there. I, I've never thought of that until you've just put it out there. Almost like a monkey stance, like uh, that monkey um, movement. That, that and that movement was effective because that movement helped him survive. Because as far as I'm concerned, Michael Chandler was like, I got you and I'm going to finish you. I'm trying to finish you. I'm trying to finish you. I'm trying to finish you. Yeah. But but he was being so evasive, evasive with that whole movement that he did. And he was crouched down. He was crouched down. And it reminds me of, I don't know, maybe I'm showing my age here, but you know what? Old school Kung Fu, Kung Fu movies, like the monkey stance, when, when martial arts used to emulate certain characteristics animals of animals yeah. and insects and that like praying mantis or the snake or the eagle and things like that you know and and as you say that rico i i it did it did literally emulate that it looked like a, a technique based on a monkey's movements and it was fucking effective it yeah. was effective like a box in terms of willy pep you know like mm, a willy pep yeah. mm. or oh, a pernil yeah, Perno Whitaker, sorry, yeah, and, and Augustus, um, what's his name? Augustine. You know, Augustine, yeah, who, who, you know, that movement. And I'll tell you another one a little bit like that in the modern day, and people might, might laugh at me. Um, Mr. Plant, he's got that movement, mind. Caleb. Yeah. Oh, Caleb, Caleb right, yeah, yeah, he has that movement. You he know? does. He has yeah. a very deceptive movement. Very. Yeah, so, because uh, I did disagree with the professor when we had a discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I generally do, uh, but he always heightens me. And I went to um, view it, and I thought, God, why didn't I see that? And it's because, it's yeah, the crowd and the judges—they've yes. done it before. They—they they, I, I, do you know what? Ever since I think it sounds awful, they've had the memes of like the judges going crazy with knockouts. I think since that, I think it was the Rose comment with DC, and there's like been loads of memes about it all the times. I think now they're going above and beyond to do this every single knockout now because they think, oh, this will be a viral clip. Mm. So I think now, every time there's a little bit of moment, I think Dana's whispered in their ears and said, guys, you make this viral, guess what? You're going to get an extra pay bonus. Go crazy, please. Yeah? 
And then you see Chandler, the All-American in Texas, the Lone Star State, yeah. go and drop one of the guys. The crowd's going nuts as it is because obviously no one's been able to do something. Anything could have happened in that moment. Mm. Yeah, I, I think the referee was spot on as well. I think the referee kept kept his shit. I, I think he kept to, his I cool. Farmer, I said this to Farmer. I would have been annoyed if he dropped if he stopped the fight. Like, mm. I would have been very frustrated. But then I think the, the scariest thing of all, guys. I don't know if anyone's seen this, but the drop, obviously, the punch that dropped Chandler. If you had a mirror, it looks identical to what Connor did to Chad Mendes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Literally yes. circling around the outside of the cage the opposite way, drops him to the floor, a few more punches, and then he was out. But it was, yeah, I, I think I said the scariest thing I've said to the farmer is that Charles Oliveira literally reminds me of a modern day Bruce Lee. His te- technicality on stuff is just insane. Do not fear the, ma- the man who does 10,000 kicks, but fear the man who practices one yeah, kick 10,000 no, times. For sure. Like, his ability is just exceptional. Um, and you just can't fault it. Like it, it's just that scary, and it shows in that all of a sudden. I think even someone mentioned when he threw one of the punches, his guard was up there protecting his hand instantly, ready for trying to throw. Perfect. Back. It was a perfect left hook, which Ash is going to deliver in October, aren't you, Ash? Yeah, yeah, it was. What you guys said, it was. Uh, yeah, it was just awesome. Like the way. He supposedly that turned everything around. I I still think he was in control of um, the majority of the fight, but like mm. in some people's views, yeah, he turned it around and everything like that. But yeah, um, it was a great performance for sure. I I agree. I agree. I really enjoyed that fight, especially the way the way um um both of these 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 are elite fighters both of these elite fighters and especially the way it started with the the heavy kick that swept the uh, mate that swept that swept Shanda's feet like he was dirty rubbish and it was a broom on a, on on a patio <laughs> uh, mate that was it was a really big i mean that was a big statement and i think from there Shannon Chandler went like okay okay and it was it was very serious it wasn't no probing there weren't no probing it was like this attack will take you out. Oh, it doesn't work. The next attack will take you out. It was no probing. They were on it and it was beautiful to see. So we go to a fast forward to round two. Charles Oliveira, he drops Michael Chandler with a two three combo, which is, I love this combo. Oh, so so we got, we got like Oliveira, I believe he was in, um, I believe he was in an orthodox stance, meaning that his left hand was forward. Okay, his left hand is forward, his right hand is closest to, to his face, which means left foot forward, right foot, which is behind the left foot. The two, the two would be the right hand, the rear hand, straight rear hand, bang to, to Michael Chandler. Whatever he does with it, it's merely a, a, a distraction to the bomb that's really being loaded up, which was the hook. Yeah, it was, it was like, uh, you know... It, <laughs> Mate, the, the episode title is kind of back to front, but it, I think everyone gets the point. A <laughs> hook, a hook, and a punchline. That's all you need. That's a that's a standard classical two-piece combination. If you want to order a knockout on somebody, it's simple. Order the meal, you know, a two-piece. Yeah. Hook. <laughs> a hook and a punchline. Done. You don't even need the juice to wash that down with. It's done. It's all good. And it was a great combo finish. And on top of that. That that started the finish because Chandler is a beast. Chandler's a monster. He ate that, and and you notice that when he got dropped, you see how quick he he yeah. got up. <laughs> oh my you could god! See, you could see like throughout the fight the sheer strength of him. He, yeah, he had a lot he, of explosive power. He knew well. he was hitting it. He knew he was hurt, and he mm. scrambled up like he got up quick. Like I need to get up and recover. 
Like his presence of mind was amazing. He got up quick, but nonetheless, uh, Charles hunted him down. It was left hook, left hook, left hook, left hook, left hook. Man, he got he got so many left hooks. He was a hooker. It, it, man, wow. What can I say? Yeah, They're beautiful. He's got now. He has the most finishes, doesn't he? In UFC, isn't it? Seventeen. Oh, oh, serious? Yeah, seventeen finishes. Wow. I had no idea. I didn't know that. Wow. Okay, so guys, as we fast forward and move on to the next stuff now, let's let's you know let's jump from this into boxing, Queensberry Rules boxing, Manchester Arena. This was on the weekend on the fifteenth, Manchester Arena. We got a light heavyweight, ten round. Boatsy versus Santos. Now, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm going to pull it out there right now. Um, Santos's record is decent. He's got a good record, mm. but it's not like it's not real. Like you know, it's a padded record, isn't it? Yeah. Thank you. That's you know what you've said that politely. That's that's you <laughs> politely. It's, it's almost said that you you know you, you're um. It's like saying that you're unlearned and not, you're not that you're not a damn idiot. You're unlearned. Mm. It's it's. it's it's, it's a polite way. So. Yeah, might say it's padded though, coach, but he, he generally goes a distance. And and reason why, I, no, sorry, I jumped the butt in there, but the reason why I'm so impressed by this performance, because he's got, a, he's with Virgil Hill now, isn't he? Virgil, sorry, Virgil um, Hunter. Yeah. Yes, yes. yes. Top. Even Amir Khan looked for Virgil. I think yeah. Amir Khan made a gym near Virgil, innit? Yeah, because like, mm. Virgil doesn't have many fighters. He, he he doesn't believe in having a lot of fighters in this camp. But we've got a great Andre Ward, and it's from his first performance, his precision, his movement, and his power improved a lot, massively, mm. massively. Levels. He is he, he he's a concern for that division for sure. Well, yeah. well, well. I I I'll be honest with you. He, his last fight against was it Ciliac? Ciliac? Was that his last fight against oh. Ciliac? I'm talking about Boatsy. Sure, you know. Um. I remember. No. Maybe. Maybe. I, I think it's against Ciliac. Ciliac. You know, I could be wrong there. Maybe somebody could question me. Whether it's his last fight or not, that guy that he fought Ciliac would definitely be within two years ago. And he's he he wasn't that convincing. So maybe that's what... that's I don't know. There's, it sounds like something prompted a change in direction from him. He, he looks... He looks... He looks... I, I was impressed, mate. Yeah, there's mm. a lot of uh, I was like, too. a lot of technical stuff that he was doing different as well. Like very, like not obviously not exactly like Andre Ward or trying to copy him or anything, but more things that Andre Ward used to do that he'd now Virgil Hunter had obviously implemented in him. Like even the stance, um, some the way he was like he was let fainting by looking to jab him to the body and then throwing yeah. a big right hand at the end. That was very Black Ward, very Black mm. Ward. Very true. Very long limb boxer yeah, style. Exactly. Very long He's limb. He's using style. like the full length of his like limbs now. He looks that's right. That's right. Longer. He's utilizing. He's utilizing his, his movement, his limbs, and because you know long limb guys, you got to work inside their bodies. But yeah. um, you know he uh, if he sticks with Virgil Hunter and and takes it in serious, he's gonna be he he's gonna be a threat. Yeah, he's gonna be a threat <laughs> definitely for sure. And Virgil won't take you on if he knows you've got the the fundamentals. You know exactly. Just, yeah. I mean, Andre Ward, God, what, didn't lose from the age of 13? Incredible. Yeah, from like from a really young... Well, Virgil yeah. was basically his men mentor, yeah, wasn't right. even before boxing, so yeah. it was, um, they had a like, father-son type of relationship. Yeah. Like, um, I I just think that Buatsi should maybe even look at moving out there, moving out to America. Like, I know it's a big decision, but it might be the best thing for his boxing career. 
Maybe he's, he's a very he seems to be um I say seems to be because I don't know him personally, but he seems to be a very family oriented, yeah. grounded, earthy individual. Mm. Ghanaians, isn't it? They are like that. The Ghanaians are very family orientated, and um, yeah, yeah, you're, you're yeah. I can't see him moving, but saying that, I mean, it's not like you're moving forever. Mm. You know, you move, you move, you move in periods of time. Yeah, go, and, and to to be schooled by. I say one of the greats, uh, Virgil. Um, yeah, oh, definitely. He's got a very, he's got a very social worker approach, as opposed to a boxing approach. If you get what I mean? He's got that social worker approach where he gets in your mind, talk, talks about you, how you can deal with things, and how you can overcome things, and and you know, yeah, he, he has that um, ability to take take the best out of you, and that's what I like about Virgil. As I said, he hasn't got like ten, fifteen fighters. He only selects one or two, yeah, and he works with them. So it's a one-on-one basically. So you feel that Virgil is with you, not like a, um, Roach has got loads. Oh, he's got uh, yeah, he's got full stable, hasn't full he? Full stable. So you know when you when you go into work, you know that Virgil's going to work with me today and me only. You know what I mean? Not for half an hour or an hour on the pads. Is me exclusively only, and mm. I think that, I think that that's going to work volumes for him going forward. I agree. Can I can I throw something? Um, let me throw something to the to you gents now with regards to betting. Okay. The odds. The odds. Yeah, the odds. Betting. If you was to, ugh, I don't know, I don't know how close you got your devices. I've got a device in front of me right now, and I can see that the odds for Bo- Boatsi and Santos, mate. <laughs> we got Joshua Boatsi was one to one hundred. <laughs> oh God! Wow. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute, and, and and we've got Santos. Yeah, Santos is sixteen to one. Ooh, okay. Jeez. Hmm. One to one hundred chance and sixteen to one. Sixteen that's probably like a six plus sixteen hundred with the odd makers. That's like a plus sixteen hundred. Boatsy's like a minus nine 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 nine. That I'm mate. I say that because these odds are so astronomically different. <laughs> <laughs> you wait up and the reason why I say this, don't get me wrong. Not discrediting anything from that work that Virgil is going to impart upon, um, you know, this young uh, pugilistic boxer. Nothing, nothing whatsoever. But however, I do think this was a gimme fight. I, I don't think it was oh, no. a challenge, challenge yeah. fight. I think Buetsi has to be going for, well, he has to be going for the much higher level than this for sure. Like either, yeah, world title, I think. Um, you think um, so? If Craig Spider Richards can go for um, world title, there's no reason Boatsy can't. The only thing with that, Ash, he, he's learning from a new. You've got to get that relationship. I mean, his fundamentals are good, aren't they? Remember, he had a bronze mm. medal for the Olympics. So yeah. his, funda- his fundamentals yeah. are pretty high as an amateur. He was a bloody good. True. So, yeah. And, and, and Virgil teaches that he's got a completely their way of teaching. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then if you talked, we spoke to someone like um, Carl Froch. He's probably not a big fan of his because he wasn't a big fan of Andre Ward. But, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> it, 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 yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so it gives him time. I, I'm probably probably judging it too quickly at the moment. I'd say three to four fights. Um, I'll see how he goes. But the first way out, yes, you. the odds, my God, I didn't know the odds. So that for... The bookies were looking on that, thinking it's Santos's <laughs> pants. So, mm. um, basically, but you have to start somewhere, mm. and he, he, he still looked impressive. 
you can got a load of good journeymen's out there, aren't we? They, they normally go all the how many journeymen's in the world they go all they can go twelve rounds or eight rounds all day long. Mm -hmm. They know they're gonna lose, but he didn't just do that. He stopped him. Yeah, mm, so. that's that's true. I I like to put that to the professor though. Like professor, based on those odds, what would you what would your summary be of of that matchup based on those odds? A couple of things that come to mind. One, obviously, because he's come for the Olympic program, I find that a lot of Olympians are quite reserved as to who they fight next. And I've just read here that he's also been managed by uh, underneath Anthony Joshua. So if you look at Joshua's regime in terms of his build-up, mm. they've always done slowly, surely, slowly, nicely. Um, and in terms of obviously the difference there, I, I don't want to be a skeptic here, but it's the whole boxing mentality that was this again just another another fight just to pad up the record a bit more um before lining himself up for a bigger fight in the future i, I don't know it's a bit hard to say um, i i think you no nah, mate let's come on let's this is no fear or shit i agree with that i mean i agree with that because it's, it's more than a coincidence because the you know the nerd said that ash you said that and the professor says that <laughs> jacob you said that and i think that's there's there's a correlation there Okay, because yeah. what one thing that nerds and professors have in common is facts. Yeah, <laughs> they have facts in common, mate. And and yeah. yeah, mate, it was padded. It was padded. Come on, it was padded. Like I well, just think, yeah. Like, yeah. although obviously yes, like I completely agree. You got new trainer. You have to implement new style differences. I think if you look at the British level around around his sort of level now, around Buatsi's sort of level, you got who you got. You got Anthony Yard still there. You've got um. Craig Richards, who's just fought for the world title against Dimitri Bivol, gave a really mm. good account of himself. He much, did. much better than I thought he'd do. Um, so I thought, so I just think if you're at that sort of level, if even the British level fighters are going up and up and up, who are you going to fight next? Mm. Like, who is that? Maybe against Yard, but because of promotional differences, is that going to be an issue? But like, who's, what, the, who's the guy from Manchester, Ash, who Yard lost to? Good fighter. Oh yeah. Um, um, yeah we forget about him. He's a good fighter. He's a great fighter, man. Yeah, he's he good. Did well. He did very well. Yeah, What's he... his name? What's oh, Lyndon. 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 Lyndon Arthur. Yeah. Lyndon Arthur. Yeah. Maybe yeah, Lyndon, people forget about Lyndon. Like... Lyndon's tough. Very. You know, we got some good light heavyweights around yeah. in the, on, in the shores of Europe because most of our champions are Europe. Mm. <laughs> so I, I think it's Tommy Fury in the same division. Again. Isn't uh, Tommy Fury in the same division or light heavyweight? Yeah, Tommy light he heavyweight. Like, I thought he was cruiser. Yeah, he could be. Could be. I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Okay, so as we move on to um, you know some of the talent, like like the farmer said, some of the talent that we have um, within these borders and these and these shores, we've got uh, Laron Richards, Laron Richards versus Giovanni. De, what, how do you pronounce that? The Carlos, the the Carlis. <laughs> No, honestly, the Carlis, I don't know, because he sounds like a Brazilian um, supercar manufacturer. Um, <laughs> Giovanni de Carlis. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Oh, <laughs> Richard's name. did you see? Richard's is no joke. Oh, yeah, he's, he, he's got he, he has he's got this style where he wears these gloves. I know it's only aesthetics. I know it's just aesthetics. It's not anything, but. He he's got these gloves that look like Bumblebee from Transformers. The colors, oh, his gloves. <laughs> Honestly, dude, and he stings them though. He stings them. Don't tell me this guy ain't got no tech. He's got some tech. Oh well. Honestly, I'm really looking forward to as he gets challenged as he goes up the ladder. Uh, what does he do as he gets challenged? Because he has a very awkward 
um, specific style. I, li- I like it a lot. Leron uh, Richards versus Giovanni De Carlos on the same card. Yeah. What did you guys think of that? I mean, who saw that fight? Who saw that fight? I'm putting it out there. I'll be honest. Like, like um, I'll I'll let you guys like um, tell me about this fight because I actually didn't catch up. You didn't with see that. the highlights. Oh, no, mate, I saw, it was a good I, fight, I saw, brother. I saw the Gamal Yafai fight. Um, mm. This particular one, I didn't see. Farmer, I know you saw this fight. What did you think? To be honest, I didn't know much about him, and I ain't gonna lie. Um, um, but what you saw, I mean, yeah, what's your account? It, was, it was it was good, but. Because I didn't know much about him, and I didn't know much about um, his, his opponent. Because it is to do their opponents, isn't it, as well? Yeah. But his movement, true. his movement, and his southpaw. Right now, at the moment, guys, southpaws are causing problems mm. in boxing world right now. We would, no doubt, we'll touch on to the next fight. Southpaws are causing problems. That's true. Very and, true. Um, he, he looks slick. He worked the body really well. Worked the body so well, and his his movement off the ropes. Just a basic one, two, one, two, head, body, head, body, move. And when you get close in, he ducked in, head, body, head, body. It's You're right. You're right. His movement, he did the basics beautifully. Makes it really nice. He, he sort of remind me of throwbacks of the 80s fighters. You know, he, he stayed in the pocket. His head movement, his, his fundamentals are good. He works off the ropes. He pushes opponents against the ropes. Then you know, when you push your when you push your opponents up against the ropes, then you wet, you you step back. You've got that extra six seven inches of throwing the punches. So it, it, yeah, his movement was nice, and and he was under no threat. To be fair, he didn't feel the threat because um, the, the Italian was the Italian. I think it was guy was Italian. His defense was up quite well, but his his, his work rate was good. I, I was impressed. I was really impressed. But as I said, I don't know his opponents credentials to, to give him a full um, re, um, score, if you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 I hear you. I, I don't know about his opponent either. His opponent has um, 28 wins, nine losses, and, and like one non-contest. So I don't know anything about him. Apart from being 36 years old, he was six foot. He's an orthodox uh, stylist. And he's coming off of a good record. His last one, two, three, four, five fights... Out of five fights, his last five fights, he's only lost once. So, oh, so, so the confidence is not completely like you're not completely downtrodden, you know, original gate master journeyman. You're not like that, not even a gatekeeper, but he's, you know, I, I, it is what it competitive. is. Competitive, he's competitive. Yeah. Competitive. Mm. Mm. What weight was this guy at? Was it middleweight? Uh, this is, yeah, super middleweight. Oh, fair. Okay. Okay. Exciting division. Yeah, it is. Super middleweight, I agree. Super middleweight. Uh, super featherweight, I think you say that. No, no, super middle. Super middle is uh, Leon Richards and De Carlos. A 12-round contest. <sighs> super middleweight. So what was that? We're talking like 12, 11 stone, 11 and a half stone, something like that. Yeah, actually 12 stone, 76.2 kilograms. Yeah, that sounds, yeah, that sounds mm. super middle. Mm. All good. And as we move on now, let's swiftly move on. Because um, the boxing was good, but not as good as the UFC. I mean, you know, so let's just deal with the boxing. And, and the best the best fight on this card that came out of Manchester Arena on the weekend just gone. The best card, uh, sorry, not the best card, but the best fight on this card. For me, for me, it was the, the Gamal Yafar versus Jason Cunningham. And this was like, there's 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 consequences on the line here, isn't it? Like, Definitely. <laughs> Yeah, there was things at stake here. You know, you know, it it was 
it was, you know, for the super bantamweight, uh, like, and it puts people in certain positions in this fight. Like, it, it was a big fight for uh, Cunningham to win, which he did, and he was not the favorite to win this fight. I think this was a a, a big upset, to be honest. Mm. Uh, oh. I mean, who who saw that fight? Did everyone see yeah, that yeah, fight? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Okay, so for, let me go with you then, uh, the nerd, Ash, <laughs> super nerd. What did you think, brother? I thought that before the fight and like even throughout the year, not the years, but like the past few months, uh, Gao Yufai had been very, very, very chirpy. He'd been calling out people left, right and centre. Mm. I think I think he'd, at one point he called out Inui as well. He um, said some stuff that he could beat him. Ooh. I'm not sure if Inui's in the weight division above or in the same division, but he'd uh, he definitely called out him. He'd also in the past said he'd like he wanted um, Chocolatito. I don't know if that fight fell through. So he was talking about big names. He was talking about people and stuff. Um, he's talented, but then in this fight, it just maybe it was because of the layoff and COVID just having an impact on everything. He just he was rushing from the straight from the bell he was rushing mm. he was he wasn't constant he wasn't moving his head he was nope. chasing he was chasing he was chasing he wasn't cu- cutting off the ring effectively and he was getting counted beautifully like um uh cunningham was just picking up picking his shots and countering him and countering him uh every shot that landed on the chin you could see it had a bit of an effect um i think purely because he was throwing so many shots that he didn't actually see the shots that counted him. Yeah, and, and, um, and to be honest, speaking exactly. of counters, um, Farmer, I have to I have to go back to you with what you said, Farmer, because I'm, I'm getting a few connections as we're speaking here. And and the first connection is that you said Southpaws will be in problems right now. Yeah, Southpaws will be in problems. Let's let's not talk about the last Southpaw that went for an elite title. We'll forget that one. <laughs> forget that one for now. But <laughs> the Southpaws, you're right. And and who was the Southpaw? Yeah, the Southpaw. Uh, uh, on this one, it, you know, he, he Cunningham, he's got that flow. He's a southpaw, Cunningham. He's a southpaw, and he and he gave Gamal trouble. I thought Gamal. I don't know about you, Ash. Mm. I thought he looked so amateurish. Yeah, it was yeah. so poor. He was he was swinging for his arms. He had his his guard was poor. He, he when he when he flipped out the right hand, he never brought it back to. He never covered his chin, and. You know, it, it, yeah, I, I completely cool. agree. Completely agree. And 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 um, Cunningham movement was quite good. And I think towards a couple of rounds, and he thought, "Hang on, he's not really hurting me. He's not hurting me." And, and, and he stayed in the pocket. And he start. He threw the, the straight left. It kept going down the pipe. And every time he, he touched his chin, he <laughs> touched his chin every time he threw that down the pipe. It was. I was so disappointed. In, in, in Gamal, I really was because I've seen him fight a lot better than that. Yeah, he can do it. He can definitely do a lot better. Uh, yeah, better. But he got he got really outclassed, and I he he found Southpaw a problem. Mm, he struggled he with it. And if you're gonna fight anyway, forget that, mate. God, mate. Oh, <laughs> that Japanese brother is something else. It's uh, it'd be it'd be horrible to throw him in with anyway. In I, I'm state. gonna be, I'm gonna throw this in there. Even you can get into this, professor. If Inui went into the um, UFC, he'd cause problems, mate. Really? 
Yeah, you're coaching. Cool. <laughs> I'm bringing you in, Professor. Really? If he, okay. went, if he went into UFC, he will cause problems. Okay, no, Professor. You sound like Charles Xavier. He did right. sound like Charles Xavier. <laughs> really? Hold on. <laughs> Let, what weight? What weight is he first? I can comprehend what we're talking uh, about here. So. Super bantam weight, isn't he? Bantam. Yeah. yeah. So we're talking like what? What Aldo weight? No, a bit lighter than that. No, Aldo's feather in it. Yeah, no, no, Aldo winner. I know Aldo you, winner. But UFC are heavier though, isn't it? Remember they're heavier. Yeah. Of course, yes, they are. They are. Sorry. So you're going. So we look like Demetrius. Yeah. That. Yeah. He caused problems. He's so powerful. He's a heavy, heavy puncher as well. I'm very. He's, 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 oh, he's no. ridiculous. He's Perfect a freak. Timing. He's a freak. He's ridiculous. He would if he just take down defense. Anyone coming in, mate. He's got weird angles. He will put mm. any. I'm telling you now. I'm saying it on the on your net. He will put most um you MMA guys to sleep. He's that powerful. Uh, he's a problem. Marino is it Marino? I'm trying to think. Oh, he's a Brazilian chap. He's a champion at the moment at UFC in that weight division. Uh. Yeah. Um. Yes. Oh. Oh, I forget his name every who, time. Who is? I'm not even sure who the uh, UFC champion is in that way, Richard. And that, Hold and on. what is that way? Figueroa. Figueroa. Flyweight. Sorry. You know Come on. You know what, Figueroa? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Figueroa is? He's a nut nut still. He's he's different different kettle of fish. He, he's tough, but and he's he, quick. He's quick punching. Pam pam pam. But mm. he get touched by the Japanese. Um, tumbleweed, mate. He's going to tumble. <laughs> <laughs> <Simple as> that. <laughs> uh, what, what do they call that weed? That weed that's hard to kill. That Japanese. Um, <laughs> oh, um, uh, yeah. You know oh, what I'm talking gosh. about. You know what yes, I'm talking I'm about. Like that. That weed so strong it would change the value of your house. Yes, that's right. how strong that weed <laughs> oh, is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that weed is no joke. That that weed's got specialist companies. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, guys. Not weed. Not weed. Not weed, that's it, not weed. I was <laughs> not weed, yeah, not that's weed. it, not weed. Yeah, not, and yeah, and that's definitely a KN, definitely. Uh, yeah, so as we swing, swing like a gate to uh, UFC 262, and at the moment, <laughs> 262, uh, personally, I think UFC are their matchups, their matchmaking. Um, I think boxing could get something from that, but maybe it's the politics of boxing from, from I don't know, maybe the old guard of, of Don King and other promoters, management, politics, blah, 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 money, money, this, money, money, that. Everyone needs to get paid. I, I, I mean, I think boxing could learn a thing or two from UFC when they get, they do get the best to fight the best. And even when the best are not the best no more, they're still getting the best to fight contenders and contenders fighting the best. It's, mm. it's really good matchups. I do like the matchups. I ain't going to lie. Uh, lightweight co-main event from UFC 262. Uh, Tony, the zombie Ferguson. Tony Ferguson. Man, Very sad. This guy's... Uh, yeah, I'm, Ash, I'm feeling you, brother. I'm feeling you. I do. I, do, I think of Cerrone as well. I, I think like, like I think there's a there's a. Like, I can see them sitting down, sharing a whiskey, talking about their fight. <laughs> you know, honestly, it's it's deep. We got 26, 26 wins, six losses. Uh, Tony Ferguson's twenty one wins, four losses. Uh, I believe one non non contest or that may be a draw non contest whatever, uh, probably a draw from uh, Benel Darush 
and and Darush, yeah, um, like like I don't know, the, the audience wasn't privy to it, but like the professor said, Darush, Darush is on fire. <laughs> yes, bro. Yeah, absolutely right. Let me just break down this this um fight on Sunday, the 16th of May 2021. We've got in total 59 total strikes. It's not that much, it's not that much. 59 total strikes, and 37 of them landed. And remember, this is was this was a, a this was a decision after three rounds. Yeah, so we got fifty nine total strikes, thirty seven landed, which makes a sixty two percent, which is not bad in the in the realms of MMA. That's not too bad, even though the strikes were small. And that's coming from Tony Ferguson, um, from uh, Benel. He's got seventy six strikes that landed out of a hundred and forty two. <laughs> oh, That's that. There's a 53 percent ratio, so you know, in the stats, his ratio is not that great. But I mean, if you was to look at that visually as a human looking at another human and the body language of other humans, if I'm watching this human do an output of 142 against another human that's doing an output of 59 throughout three rounds, come on, man! Like, come on. Tony Ferguson never gets outputted, and mm. now. Absolutely muzzled him like yeah. a dog, dog ragging a, a, an infant. It was embarrassing to watch um, from a point of view that Tony Ferguson's um, height of his career, yeah, how badly he's tumbled, and now mm. he's looking really like, sad. Really uh, sad. He, he looks like a thirty-eight-year-old um, gatekeeper. And you're correct. Not just a whiskey. He should have whiskey with ice, as in whiskey with rocks. <laughs> <laughs> and right now he, he has to look up he needs to go to another federation that's my that, strong opinion there's one thing which i was going to add in was i think someone mentioned this before that tony ferguson has always been known as obviously the cardio king his output's been there and no one's ever challenged him to yeah. that if you see what I mean, because they feel like oh there's no point in me trying to out cardio him out challenge him i'm just gonna mm. get done over every time but i think now kind of like how people realize with Cerrone if you start the pace high with him he also too cracks and then starts to tumble and fall yes he's a veteran yes he's nice and hard yes he's nice and strong but unfortunately people were saying his fundamentals are not there like I find it quite odd that he was always known as like I can deal with people from my back all the time I'll just cut you up but to some degree you look at what happened obviously over the weekend if he did fight Khabib I think people like, oh, destroyed oh, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. And and like, as you um, speak about takedowns and the whole grappling, because that's that's another part of this chessboard of MMA. Is that the that the the ground is a part of the ceiling is a part of the whole house of of the chessboard of MMA. And the first round, Tony gets taken down, and he has to defend from his back for a, quite a lot of that round. And then the second round, Tony Ferguson gets taken down again. With a relentless wrestling from from you know from uh, Benel, a relentless wrestling attack, you know, a, a, a heel hook. There oh, was a heel was hook that, that almost finished. You know that, that heel was hook. Dirty. Oh, I, you know, I thought I was gonna see one of those. You know, one of those Anderson Silva, one like, of those. Oh, one you of know, them. yeah, Chris one Wyman. of those Chris Weidman, Weidman oh, yeah. scenes. Like I thought that was gonna be added to that collection of, you know, when when humans. Do impressions of Stretch Armstrong Like what the fuck was that man Like he, he screamed out in pain And then maintained his shit that, That's so that, one I thing I have to say That's just 
it was kind of incredible to watch that because you could see the pure agony on his face, but then it's almost like he took a breath and then just went back to work. What that is that like, about? That what is that about? Some, I don't know, some like unearthly energies that he's harnessing. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Does, uh, does uh, Billy Joe Saunders need to take a, uh, a page out of Tony's book? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, professor! I'm to go with that. I'm telling you. Wow. Honestly, yeah, mate. His pain Ooh. threshold is, is ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, but, but the heart goes with the pain threshold, though. You need to have the heart with that pain threshold. That's three you know? fights now he's been like that. You take him back to Justin Cage, yeah, where he's shaking his head, thinking, See, like, I'm for not me, in pain. He has, he has never been the same oh since that fight. Since no, the, he hasn't. Since, that that, since when it ended, he, mm. he, it's like something was beaten out of him the other, that, that fight. Yeah. Um, he just hasn't looked the same at all. I don't know what it is, or maybe he's just, yeah, maybe. I don't know if it's lost the hunger or part of this will is inside. He's just AGE, Ash. AGE, Ash is called AGE, mate. Yeah. Uh, I mean, That's true. Dana, yeah. White, Dana White says it all the time, it's a young man lion sport. That's true. You know, you, true. you know um, Ash, he, he's a brilliant fighter. He, he'd be a great t- technician, great teacher. He's got all the skills. Mm. It's like saying to Usain Bolt, come back at 40. You're the greatest sprinter of all time. He's not going to beat the Young Lions. Yeah. yeah but... and, 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 you know, it's great to see. And and I I wouldn't personally want him to be a gatekeeper. I want him to go to another federation. Hmm. I really do. Well, well, if, you know what, we, uh, from the last the last podcast that me and Professor were talking about, gatekeepers and, and the shifting and the migration of different killers and fighters of all types mm-hmm. of levels going from different federations, because some of them can't let it go like Frank Bruno some of them can't let it go that's the point though coach mm. I, I, I one question I've got is, is is he still under the same management I can't remember who the jiu-jitsu guy who Joe Rogan loves you know what I'm not sure that's a very very um technical question with with um intelligent <laughs> it's no it's got an intelligent repercussion to it because <laughs> I th- I think possibly that he may be even doing this off his own free will and that he's obviously his old coach because I haven't seen him back his corner now for a couple of fights now. What is his name? It's going to oh, okay, so where are you um, going? Where are you going I think then? possibly he's going that he's now, he's been told by the coaching team, yeah, Tony, you might want to just like think about what's going to happen in your career. Age has come up against you now. And he's gone, do you know what? Tony Ferguson, I can do what I want. I can put my mind at it. I can rehab my own knee, all this sort of stuff. And he's mm. going out on his own whim. And is now... Becoming, dare I say it, Diego Sanchez esque and doing his own thing. Yeah. And getting, mm. and mm. getting beaten. Let me double check this. I'm trying to figure out his name. Who was the guy who was coaching him before? Oh, he's a jiu jitsu specialist. They've even got their own jiu jitsu brand. Oh, oh, not Eddie Bravo. Eddie Bravo. Is he under Eddie, Eddie Bravo? So, Eddie Bravo. That's, that's, the, no, Joe, that's the, uh, one of Joe Rogan's um, friend. Yeah. 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 So it makes me think because Eddie had a word with Tony and said, Look, Tony, I don't think this is the right time for you anymore. Like, we've gone past Khabib. He's now gone. And Tony's gone, I've still got years in me. I can do what I want. I can do mm. all this. And he's gone out on his own whim. And now, unfortunately, this is now what's happening is he's not. He's he hasn't obsessed. Got that. He's yeah. obsessed. He's obsessed, man. He's obsessed. He, the young lions have caught him. Gaethje lit him up. Come on, he lit him up. And this um, Benel now, Jerush is just he just, <laughs> yeah. he just he just manhandled him. It really was sad to see manhandled him. And the guy before that was um, Oliveira. Sorry, Oliveira dealt with him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So 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 what does this? So what so what does management oh. do then? What does Dana wow. do? Does Dana still eat off of him, or because? 
I'll be honest with you, Tony is such an athlete that even in his decline, he still can survive not being stopped. And, and when you're not stopped with a knockout or concussion, it affects your contract and how you can work. It affects the time and the segments of when you can work due to medical things mm. and you need time to clear your head so you're not concussed and, and cranial damage and, and, and neural damage and all that shit. But when you're not knocked out, it does have a difference. Yeah. And and he did he did survive because he's that good. I know he's not, you know, when someone's not at that level, but he's good enough to survive, which is not that's even more sad to be. I honest. think oh, his, I think his style though, Coach T, would it be better if he got a mate like a five rounder, but he, he can't do that now. No, you need to get up there to get the five rounder though. And and the three rounders, these young lions, they can keep up with it. Yeah. Yeah, and they're just as technical, explosive. explosive, they're explosive. So, as I said at the beginning, I'll repeat myself again, for the love of my love for him, um, go to another federation. Really? But, even, but, he, he but even Rico, that's like going to another drug dealer for a different different <laughs> drug. Come on, um, man. You're still fucking up, though. You're still... Fu- Come on. No, man. because Think about the, it. Uh, some of the levels, I mean, not being funny, did, we did watch the heavyweight of... The Indian guy, well, no, no, well done, India, for having the first heavyweight. It, it was dreadful, mate. He, he, he wouldn't last. He, he wouldn't last thirty seconds with with anyone in the UFC. So you've got to go to different levels. Could he perform in Bellator? He might be. Okay, I, get, I see one. where you're going with that. It's about ones, mate, because right now, as we speak, in the UFC, in that weight division, it's just not good enough, is it? Really? No, That's we've got no. killers, mate. Yeah, no, really, we're not good enough for Premier League. It's Premier League at the moment, and yeah, you can't. You need to killers. go to another division. You need to go China or something, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah, well, that's not even a safe option. But I'm reading a lot of stuff here saying that if anyone watched, obviously, the build-up to this one, Tony specifically said, "I got rid of a lot of toxic people in my life." He did. He did say. Uh, that. Well, maybe now, you I'm, know I'm what? More, I'm reading more stuff about Bravo not being in the picture anymore. So it makes me think that Bravo's tried to, I don't know, settle him, ground him a little bit, and say, "Look, what? the Khabib title's gone now." Yeah. yeah. What happened with Justin here wasn't just an easy fight. Yeah. That would knock anyone senseless. And then obviously after what happened with Charles Oliveira, it, it's like him as like his own coach having that Dana White talk and saying, guys, look, let's be real here. I don't think it's going to happen. And Tony's there, like I said, just gone, do you know what? I'll do my own thing. I think his worst decision would be to move to a different federation. I think he'll mm. be killed. I think he'll be like, just, ugh, just, yeah. If he goes to somewhere like one, he'll be destroyed. If he, if, if he goes to one, which he could do, because I, I think one would take that as more food for them. Like they're on a different aspect. They're not part of his clique. They're only part of the clique of of making profitable acquisitions. Yeah. And I, and I'll be honest, if um, Tony goes there, I, I definitely think he has the um the option to do so because of his name and people that follow him. I think he will become a gatekeeper for young lions, and it's just like food, isn't it? It's going to be like food. You keep that reputation like mm. i wouldn't want him just to fall behind and he was always known for the guy who obviously with the dash choke he was the guy who was happy to have like he was, like i said be able to pay, pay uh, piece up everyone else in front of him and yeah the off elbows all of that like, why why lose that or you used to you do straight strange things yeah he used to do the like what was it the ominari role was in the middle of a middle of a fight which no yeah. one ever did uh, unless they were leg lock specialists and that was it and everyone knew it was coming but he was always happy to try stuff but unfortunately now i think <sighs> I don't know. It's hard for him because I think because Khabib's now gone, what's he chase next? Yeah. It's like, the it's like a new generation. Well. It's a, yeah, it's just a new generation of fighters now who unfortunately are 
again, look at Charles Oliveira, are being taught in MMA. Yeah, I think like they, they're having MMA brought up from start to finish. Now, Tony, I think, was maybe just at the beginning of that new infancy stage and of like people being taught just in MMA and nothing else. And now all of a sudden you're getting even more brutal killers who are better than him. Simple as. And as you said, ages is, is just stopping him. But I don't know. You don't want to see that happen to a guy unless they just start feeding him really young people and he just destroys them. And that's not great for the UFC because then they'll get put off from moving up the ranks either. It's, mm. it's but, hard. Well, how can they promote? Let's be honest. How can they promote a Tony Ferguson with, with a top flight fighter? You ain't going to get main. No, he can't. I, I think he's been kicked out of that now. Yeah. You he's know. been kicked out. It's officially, I think oh. he's been kicked out of that top flight. I think he's gatekeeper now in UFC. You've got, you you got number nine. Remember mine? Benel was number nine, ranked nine. 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 And, be, and not just that. You mould him, mate. Nine, you know. You're not, so, so, so technically, think of where that gatekeeping position is. Like loco- location, location, location. Yeah. His gatekeeping position is like, you're in the realms of like 20 plus now, mate. Mm. You're in the realms of 20 plus. You are not. Anywhere Eight. near number ten, if it, the closest you are, you may be like, what, what top, top, like from seventeen upwards, from fifteen. We're talking two years ago. He was number one. Contender. I know. Done he's, tumbled, he's tumbled, mate, drastically, and you can't moan and say those decisions. No. He got manhandled in three. He got, he got Oliveira played with him. This Benel guy, if anything, was most impressive of the lot. He absolutely yeah, yeah. And and Gaethje, any Gaethje can light anyone up. If he's mm. on the feet with Gaethje, he, Gaethje's a kill, he's like a yard man, killed or be killed. Do you know what I mean? So it mm. is, he, 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 where's Tony going to go? He can talk sweet, makes us all laugh. He's very entertaining. And this is where my strong, strong, really, I'm really mean this, guys. We need to have a union within this organisation. Uh, and what would the union do? What do you mean? Like, like, what, what's the look, union doing? The union, which was Dana White and someone, they got rid of um, Sanchez the other day. That that had to happen, and, and we're yeah, sooner that was late. a good decision. That was a, that good was decision. a great decision. Remember, 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 Sanchez remember, fucked up, man. Sanchez remember, is on some different remember, shit. Remember, um, El, El he's got some mental. I don't like to say it, but he has some. He's had some mental health problems in the past as well, and he, he talks a lot of cryptic. Um, he, mm. for his own safety, you can't say I've earned the money from the game. For his own <laughs> safety. It may be one fight in him, but the UFC, this is where the unions were coming handy. The UFC, people need to look at it. And there's other federations. So so when wait a minute, when you say a union now, no, but like would you what do you mean though? You mean a union from the UFC point yeah. of view or a union of the fighters getting together fighting against the powers that be that tell no, them? No, no, union from, from like, the what do you mean? But I mean it from the safety aspects okay. of the fighters. I agree, actually, Because yeah. we got to look into it. We're all laughing and joking. They but can... is that not what the athletic board does anyway before the fight goes ahead? Yeah, but it's, there's no there's no one major body, is there? There's They've got the... one each, for each state. So like yeah, New York's exactly. horrific, for example. Uh, and... Yeah, yeah, but the different levels. is We need to have one level um, to, to organise, and we need to look at fighters' decline. We have to. <laughs> You mean like one 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 union that is like continuous throughout all the states? Because like you've just mentioned there, Professor yeah. and, and, and Farmer, respectively, the states have, it's not continuous. It's, there's no continuum. It's not a same page. No, it's you know, it, it's, it's literally a book of different pages and different opinions. But if there was, I, I, I believe you're saying, an independent, saying Rico, if there was like a, body. An, an independent, independent body that is overall. 
overall, overall under the probably under the UFC or MMA independent body. I don't know how it's going to be commissioned, but we have to start looking at people's age because remember Tony Ferguson being the game. He's going to argue with me, obviously, wouldn't he? Twenty odd years. That's twenty odd years of blows, strikes. Broken that that bones. could make one obsessed as well. That's another factor in it. That could yeah. make one obsessed. Then even if Tony, even if you had this hypothetical board, this agency, this group of this this fighter group, right? Would yeah. Tony even listen with it? This is would the he, point. This is the problem. I think the, the only way he, he would told... listen is if he was the, the board would have to have some form of powers and authority yes. that ban your bumper clock. Like uh uh. You can't you get a fight. To, uh -uh. Then, can't get a fight. And then you're done, it. But then he, he ships himself off to China and does exactly the same thing. The well, Chinese don't care. They'll just be like, money, let's take but, it. Well, then, that, then that's outside the, jurors, the jurisdiction of, of the board, like, with regards to, to what you can happen. I, I, it, put it this way. If, if the union had to happen, if there was a union, hypothetically, it would have to be the union of the jurisdiction of the country. So if you've got one fight in America... The union, nah, he's banned from UFC. He's banned from any fights in America, no matter what uh, official uh, MMA corporation is in charge. You cannot fight in America no more. Oh, uh, maybe maybe Bellator's got a fight, or or Cage One's got a fight in a different country. Whatever the organization is, it would have to be organizations because if it's corporate, because you know corporate flies about the world, isn't it? Corporate mm. in China, corporate here. We're gonna have a corporate in Africa. But so long as the corporation says no, no, I, th I think that's the only way this union to protect the health and safety. I think that's what you're saying, Rico. The health, yeah, and, safety. The health and safety. You know, like saving themselves because they can't save themselves. Okay. Yeah, because no. like, look at Sanchez's situation now. Who's going to take Sanchez on? I don't think anyone will. It doesn't matter if he wants to go so Because if UFC have made a decision on him, yeah, and, and let's be honest, a heartfelt decision, and we've seen his performance, a couple of his fights, he's... He's, he's done like kung fu moves and because like, he lost uh, the plot though. That's different, oh, isn't it? He lost yeah. the plot. He lost the but, plot. But what I'm saying is. Even if it's corporate, people aren't going to take because they can see, visually see, this person's not up to it. You know, um, mm. um, I just feel there should be a, a, a to, for, for our safety, for the safety of the fighters. Ferguson's been in the game a long time, a long, long time. He's thirty-eight very soon, and and thirty-eight a low-level weight as well. You know, he's taken a lot of blows. He's taken a lot of hits, and I, I just feel for the, and and Cerrone, he's going to be brought in there. Because that performance was a joke, you know. Cerrone's last performance was poor. Well, he's he's going to drop down a weight. He's saying now. Yeah, saying it's going to give him one last fight at a lower weight category to see if there's more in, in his in what he needs to do. But, but I just it's just hard. Like, I think the other issue you've got with the whole sort of fight commission fight board for the fighters is that bearing in mind a lot of fighters go in there with injuries. Mm. And they don't want to pull out. So where do you find the fine line? I appreciate everyone wants the best of mental health and so on, obviously, and physical health for these fighters. But I genuinely would like to be interested to see how many fights wouldn't go ahead if they, if this sort of health concern was there. So I like take, for example, um, who was it? Uh, Rob Whitaker. He was going to go fight Yael Romero with a hernia. Was it or was it Kelvin? Or was it, Kelvin? it was. It was. Man, yeah, he did have a hernia. That's right. Before, the day before the fight. Yeah. And it's because, again, these guys are trained for so long and got their head screwed on in that place. Like, Wanna... where is that fine line? And, and bills have to be paid as well. Yeah. Come on now. Exactly. Yeah, but there has to be a cut-off rage. Yeah, in a combat sport, there has to be an age issue here. It has to be. 
Well, well, maybe, maybe it may, maybe not on age. I don't, I, maybe not on age. You know, I'll be honest with you, Rico. Not maybe not on age because people okay, age well, well, differently, yeah, and, and, and ages age, change throughout yeah. the weight divisions as well. Okay, yeah. When I say age, then I mean there's there's the components to that. You know, as in a criteria. I correct you. The amount of fights. How many? How many TKOs? How many KOs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You stuff know, like that. The, the stuff stats like that. would say. Wouldn't the facts and the stats say the, of the decline? Wouldn't they illustrate? Wouldn't they be some form of analytical benchmark and illustration maybe, of the yeah, decline of maybe people? Maybe it could be something like a seat, like a bigger. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like a, if it already exists, but maybe like regular tests for like CTE or something like yeah. that, because that's a huge issue in there. Ooh, that's a very that's a very that, technical point. There you go. See, that's why yeah. you're the nerd. See, that's, that's what I'm trying. I, mean, I probably as well quite. I wasn't giving it yeah. more body meat and meat on the body. To it. Yeah, that's so a good it, point. It, as I said, the word components. There's so many different components. I mean, we, mm. we, we're, we're all added to the components. But you guys get the just just what I'm on about, isn't? Yeah. You know, is to it, it, we need safety, and and, it, and I'm glad. Like, look at Sanchez. Come on, man. Yeah, that was poor. That was yeah. He he should have he fought two free fights too many, you know. Uh, and, and Ferguson, if he goes in two more times with young lions, he's gonna get hurt. Mm. And, and the thing yeah. is, his tolerance will master up so well, isn't it? Yeah, his tolerance that's what's I think that's what's very um important here. Apt is that Tony's tolerance, mate, his poker face compared <laughs> to what's going on underneath the surface, you're fucked, man. Your shit, your shit's been torn up, ripped apart, bro. <laughs> Definitely. Anyway, anyway, let's move on now. As we move on, uh, still in UFC 262, bantamweight, bantamweight. Matthew Christopher Schnell. Is it Schnell? Sound like a German sausage from a chip shop. Schnell. <laughs> and uh, uh, Rodrigo. I would say Rodrigo. Maybe there's not a G in it. Oh, but Rodro. Let's say Rodro. Rodro Bonterino. 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 Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you come on. You're, like, you're laughing at me like I'm just. Uh, I've gone to a restaurant with my date, and I'm trying to order some some fancy food, and I'm trying to pronounce that shit. Uh, <laughs> I, I, Can I, just, I have I a just, bon a Bontanero, please? I I just say Fanta. Just say Fanta. Just say. <laughs> I'll give me Joe. Oh yeah. So anyway, it, it is Bontareno and and Christopher Schnell. And um, Christopher Schnell, 15 wins, six losses. Like, mm, dude, you're coming close to breaking even there. 15 wins, six losses. And then you've got <laughs> Bonterino. It's like <laughs> 17 and three. 17 and three compared to 15 and six. Yeah. I think we can see who who's supposed to progress here. I mean, during the fight, we had total strikes from from um, Schnell was like 184. Much different, much different from this three round contest compared to what um, focusing was putting out. Sorry to go back to him, but there's a big difference between someone young and someone that's long in the tooth here. So 184 total strikes, 113 of them landed. That's like 61% of a high ratio. That's no fucking joke. We got 143 strikes from um, Bonterino and 89 landed. Um, the winner of this fight, it, it was uh, Bonterino. He got a decision in three rounds and it was a good fight. Uh, I mean, I watched this fight. It, it, and, and another thing as well, I must mention this before I pull it out to the floor for you gentlemen. Um, Bonterino missed weight. 
Yes, he did. Uh, and he took much? the fight. And he took the. I don't know exactly how much. Good question, Professor. I do not know how much he, he missed weight. Uh, it could have been small, could have been big. Yeah, and that's, that, and I think there's a big reflection on on what he had to go through. Uh, he also took the fight on short notice. And I do not know the measurement of that. There's two measurements that I am not privy to. The weight measurement and also the short uh, fight notice measurement. But nonetheless, he won. Let's find out the details. Sorry, two seconds. Mm. Go to, so, let's get into so, 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 so let me throw let me throw this out to um let me throw this out to uh Super Nerd Ash. Did you see this fight, man? Do you see I the highlights? Actually, I actually did not see this fight, so again, I'll have to listen to what you guys say about it. I saw the Oliveira fight and the Ferguson fight for the UFC. Cool, oh, cool, no worries. But um, based on what you've heard, like based on what you've heard. He's, he missed way short notice, and I don't know these measurements of that. Uh, and when this person wins, I mean, <laughs> let me just pull it out there to you, Ash. What do you think when somebody is they've missed weight, and I think they get they get um, penaltyed by their purse as well? Oh, okay, yeah. Oh no, yeah. yeah. That's understand. So, do you, how do you feel about that? Do you for the person that's just been beaten by someone that's missed weight? What do you think about that that situation? Like, be honest. Well, first of all, I'd feel very. I'd feel very annoyed for the guy who's, as in, I would completely empathise with the opponent's annoyance when they've just been beaten by a guy who's missed weight. Um, especially if it was just, if it wasn't done, because sometimes, I know, especially in boxing, people do it tactically. So mm, That's so true. So, like, when Jacobs fought Triple G, for example, they mm. they just threw the world title away just so they could have a bit of a weight advantage. Um but when it happens just because of a disregard to not training correctly or not cutting weight correctly, um, then it's it's very annoying and it can also seem like an unfair advantage. So I'm, I'd am i be really pissed for him, to be honest, the guy who lost. But looking at it from the other side, like, again, how talented was the guy who, his opponent, so the guy who lost mm. in comparison to him? How talented was he? Mm, that's a good point. I don't know much about um, Schnell or uh, Bontarinin, to be honest. I don't know much about them both. I know that uh, the guy that missed weight was short notice, so that may yeah. have a factor involved. Yeah, in that, that case, I mean, it might be different. So kudos to him, fair play. Then in that case, you have to say, okay, he stepped in. If it was really short notice, he stepped in. He's uh, done the best he could, and he's still come out. So you really he have to pat him on back. He missed weight by a pound, is saying here. So the even athletic commission said because it was only a pound, they'd let the fight go on. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay, short notice, and you've only missed it by a pound. That's not too bad. You know, your life outside the ring is not too bad for what you was doing there. Yeah, uh, Farmer, what, what do you think about that, Farmer? What's your perspective on that? I strongly believe they should be heavily penalised with their purse. Wow. And I say probably 80% of their purse... And I'm going to be cynical here. I'm sorry, guys. I <laughs> strongly believe the drugs intake in the sport is still quite rife. Um, no, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, uh, um, you know, because they've done studies, haven't they? I mean, it's gone back from... I know we've gone back a few years now, but you've got um, right back to Cyborg, um, Lieben, Tim Sylvia. You know, the average fighter, when they before, before they um, got caught on 78% win streaks. What was that guy's name? It was a steroid name. Wasn't he like TR? Like, was it, what was his name? The UFC old veteran that was literally, his nickname was based on steroids. Uberim. No, John Jones fought him. 
And oh, Tito Ortiz. Tito Ortiz, yeah. <laughs> Tito yeah. Ortiz. There was another one as well. There was another one. A Brazilian. A Brazilian. Old Brazilian. There's another one. Not, not oh, Victor Belfort? Belfort, that's Belfort. it. Wasn't he? Didn't they call him Victor T.R. Belfort? Yeah, that's right. Testosterone replacement. Oh, mate. Yeah. Oh. I mean, uh, Professor, I, I know you've got a, a view about that. What's what's your um what's your so, view about that? How can I put it? I agree with the fact that I think if they actually had a heavier fun on the purses, more people would come in weight, or they would also move to their more appropriate weight category without yeah. having the risk of it, which mm. I think would be better. Um, but the issue is it's a bit of a cat and mouse game when it comes to performance enhancing drugs. So um, yes, with what they've got now with the testing procedure, it's a lot more randomized. It's a lot more, uh, obviously, the UFC fighters are all part of the testing pool when it comes to. Is it, it. VADA? Uh, yeah, so VADA. Uh, is it. No, yeah, VADA. Uh, it's not WADA. Falls WADA. I don't know. I think they use a different name, another company, because WADA is the normal that does the Olympic testing. Um, okay. I think there's another commission named for who comes and does it for the UFC. I might be wrong. It might be WADA. Um, but long story short, there's no like, oh, we're coming in on this date to test you for your blood and urine. They just turn up. It's random, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They have they have to notify the, the company that does it where they're going to be every 24 hours or so. Um, so even if they go on holiday, they have to send them a location as to where it is. You then also get a, only sort of like amount of like um, tellings off before they say, do you know what? You're cut, you're cut from the UFC right now or on suspension. So I think it's like three strikes and you're out. So I know the Diaz brothers like to push it a few times. And mm -hmm. most of the time, it's not necessarily for doping problems, but even just for letting the location know, it's so that they can then test you appropriately if they want to, not if they were going to. Um, the other situation we got is when it comes to performance enhancing drugs, the, <laughs> there's new technology. And so mm, what yeah. happens is they develop a new technology. They'll go back through the old samples of urine and blood and they'll go, oh, we've got, now got 10 people flagged for this because they weren't able to test for it now. And so now they can test that they won't be able to, they weren't able to test for it previously. So they can test for it now. And so then they go back through all the samples and they go, all right, this person's taking X, Y, and Z. So gone are the days of the TRT stuff with testosterone replacement therapy, which uh, Chael Sonnen did it, Tito Ortiz, all that lot used to do it all the time because it was legal in the USA and um, for low testosterone, but they were just simply shoving loads of it. Uh, so it would be even above the, the normal ranges. Um, and then obviously they did a bit more of a clamp down on it and so on. Um, and it's hard because unfortunately there's not a test that just basically covers everything. It, it is some, there's some drugs which they can't test for because they don't know how to test for just yet. So it's a cat and mouse game all the time. Mm, it is a cat and mouse game, isn't it? And, and Lance Armstrong would uh, testify to that. <laughs> tell you that mate yeah definitely a cat and mouse game with regards to that uh but um i mean <sighs> i know we've been talking about ufc gents i know we've been talking about the ufc and um, before we move on actually i've got i'm not going to do them a disservice because i think they're a i think they're a constantly evolving uh dynamic facet of mixed martial arts and that's the women's uh martial arts i think they're constantly evolving at a very very rapid rate here yeah you I know agree. they are they're man they're, they're like that the, the energy's coming out and they've always had technical ability but there's more bangs there's a lot more bang bang at the moment uh um let's talk about uh a fight <laughs> ufc 262 women's flyweight we've got uh catalin uh chuck again against a vivian 
Arijo. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Vivian Arijo, because um, I, I I must admit she she does she got that nice little Brazilian type of look. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Vivian Arijo, and she's no joke. I know she's no joke. I say that with tongue and cheek. She's no joke. We got a uh, Kathleen Chuck again, sixteen and four, and she's fought some beasts, you know, yeah. like Kathleen. <laughs> Catalin's fought as a beast. She's no joke. And that's across the boards. I think she's been to a few federations. And, and we've also got Vivian Arajo. That is 10, 3, and 0. Okay, so in this fight, once again, the women, when it comes to output, my God. It's insane output. Oh, oh, my gross. gosh. They push this shit like a, like a, it's like a Honda onboard motor. And one of them, what's one of those, <laughs> you know, those, uh, those, those machines that they use in, in a fucking, um, in like um the swampland with the big fan at the back and they yeah. just like they got mate their output is like that because they're just gliding on that shit three hundred total strikes yeah this is a three round decision yeah five minute three round decision Catalin three hundred strikes and one hundred and thirty five them hit the target uh, for Vivian Arajo 238 with 129 hitting the target significant strike oh my god I know their power is different it's a different ratio of power different autonomy you know different muscle mass different power ratios I get that but nonetheless a significant strike against your peer is a significant strike 292 attempted significant strikes which is what what layman's terms for power strikes yeah it's a power strike it was like a purposeful strike 127 of those hit out of 292 that's massive mate that is a massive amount of significant strikes like the significant ones that landed with purpose and power and intention 196 from vivian uh that she threw and 89 landed this fight was a good fight Kathleen Chukagan, she won. And she won well, man. She won well. Um, to be honest, I mean, I mean, Vivian, look, she looked gassed. I mean, what was your guys' uh, thoughts on that fight? Um, I, <laughs> tongue in cheek here. It was a dog fight, but it was a bitch fight. It was um, the outcome. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get that <laughs> As you said, the output, as I said, it wasn't the power there. The technique was a little bit sloppy. Mm. I mean, there is a chasm, let's be fair, from the top tier. I say she's middle. Cooking, she, she has fought at the top level. Like the men's, sorry, guys, let me say this. The men's is is deeper in in in, 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 in category in, uh, uh, for fighting. With the women, there is a chasm, unfortunately. And that's where the problems to bridge. But what aesthetically to watch, we know they're, they're going to go for it, and it probably sometimes looks better because you're getting um, value for money in some sense because they're, they're Sorry, really guys. Is that a bitch? Is that a bitch? No, it's not. That's not. That's the guy. <laughs> so wait a minute. So wait a minute. Let's let that like, come on. You got to introduce him. You got look, come on, Ash. You it's, got to introduce uh, him. Can you introduce, please? Can you introduce one of your one of your most loyal friends? If I say so myself. Yeah, no, of course. I'll do my best. Um, it's Hatchy, the uh, the my little brother, basically. Um, yeah, and, and what breed is Hatchy? Come on, man. He Be is a Sammy. So Sammy, it's he's really similar to Siberian Huskies and Alaskan Malamutes. Oh. Um, oh, wow. He's pure white. He's really fluffy. 
full of beans all the time. If he's not, if he's not like destroying something, he'll be asleep. Um, <laughs> and he's got attitude. He's like, yeah, he's he like, wrestles, what are you doing, bro? Like, he Dad, will wrestle like good ground game. He's, <laughs> he's nuts. Absolutely nuts. Uh, yeah, bro. Like, right now, he's going to town because I'm not giving him enough attention. So he's uh, literally just barged through the door and uh, just finding something to wreck. <laughs> oh yeah, because I, I I know I heard I heard the growling in the background and it sounds like a like um it sounds like a like a decent motorbike still like yeah. right <laughs> that's, why, that's why I had to say like sorry guys <laughs> oh, mate, no I, I, I thought when I said bitch I thought a dog got a bit funny so I, I wasn't sure I, was, <laughs> I, I think yeah. I offended a um one of yeah, our that was so, that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good it's all good but i had i had to just like because you said sorry guys i had to let everyone know at least you know you know all of us here being here like these this is real in it yeah. there's no filter we'll here talk. mate this is real live this is how we do it it's just it's just how it is nah, but, good um, stuff, good stuff. yeah but back to the fight um it was like farmer you're right it, it was it was a bitch fight and and that output like that output's no fucking joke mate that is that's that's that's, that's a lot of work in the gym yeah Super That's fit. a lot of work. Super fit women. Seriously, mm. super fit. Mm. Mm. Yeah. A really good fight. I enjoyed that fight. Um, Professor, did you see that fight? Uh, I caught bits of it. I think what I was more interested about was uh, it's, just, it's a following fight uh, later on in the card because uh, oh no, I know. Make sorry, I've read that wrong completely. Sorry, ignore me. I was saying oh. about how. <laughs> She, uh, I thought Antonina Shevchenko had beaten her previously. Oh yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get Sorry. into that. Definitely, we're definitely gonna get into that though. We're definitely, mate. I'm glad that you mentioned it, actually. That reminds me because, Sorry. um, the uh, like I said earlier, the uh, the evolution of of women's, the women's that that their niche and what they're doing, and you know, it's different. It's gonna be different. It's a different type of humanoid. It's a different different autonomy. But I think it's working. I really like it. I really like yeah. the diverse nature, especially the technical ability of women. Very, very sharp, man. Magic. It is. It is. So, so in that fight with Kathleen Chukagan and Vivian Arajo, Kathleen uh, won that fight over over a decision of a massive output, a beautiful output. And, and to be honest, Vivian did look tired. She did look a bit gassed when she tried to um, finish uh Kathleen uh, with a few moves and it didn't work out for her and she lost. So let's go to the um uh, before we go to uh, another fight on the main card, which is a contentious uh, a very contentious point. Speaking to the farmer, he, he did mention something that the professor mentioned, and and he and he did yeah you, yeah we did. Like, I love I, the name. I, I just professor. love the name. <laughs> the, like, far, I mean, to the farmer. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was a contentious point, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. Let's not let that let, keep that volcano simmering at the moment, oh. gents. Don't let don't let it out yet. Mm. I'd like to talk about uh, Shevchenko's sister, and I will say Shevchenko's sister because I didn't know she existed until I knew she was Shevchenko's sister, and it was a decent fight. It was a decent fight, and she was fighting also somebody else that has been around the block. Mm. I mean, who, who did she fight? She fought. Uh, is it oh Andrea God. Lee? I think her name is. Yes, Andrea, Andrea Lee. Good fighter. Yes, she's a very good fighter, and I believe that she's fought in different, uh, different leagues as well. Yeah, mm. like she's been around. She's no joke. She's no joke, and it was a good fight. And she, did you see how she finished her off, gents? Do you know that it was the yeah. submission? 
It was. Yeah. You said that triangle hold for a long time. Oh, nice. And oh, it was nice. about at least four minutes she had that triangle cut. Oh, jeez. And then it was, a long time. Yeah, but the, we were, I was thinking that the legs may be gassed because she can't yeah. get it. She ain't cinched it in. Like, yeah, mm. Sorry, carry on, Professor. But yeah, she could. It was basically. It wasn't like a triangle choke, and she was choking her out for four minutes. But she held the position over oh, her head fair. and her arm, and then she couldn't couldn't decide what to do with it. Um, and eventually, oh, it came came to a point of them two and then throw in. There was some obviously head punches, elbows, all this sort of stuff. Some point, she thought Ant- um, she, uh, Shevchenko, Ant- Antonia, Nina, Antonina was going to get out, but then she didn't. And then all of a sudden, last minute, where I think Antonina relaxed a bit too much. The armbar came in, and then yeah, it was all over and done with. Um, and that was all she wrote, really. But it was, it, it's sad. I don't know what happened with Antonina. Like, I think she just had too much. I don't know if she got too much pressure of her sister, being it because her yeah. sister was in a corner as well. Um, her sister is a beast. A yeah, beast. she is. I, I just don't know what you would have thought if you're that whole steel sharp and steel. Yeah, mm, yeah. You're around the same right of people, you're gonna have a great sort of like <coughs> level of game, and you think that. Being around a sister all the time, Anthony will be pretty much just a, a replica of her in some instance. But she just didn't seem to perform that well, especially on the ground as well, which I, I expected more. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, Farmer, what did you think? Did you see it? Um, I didn't see it live, but because we had a discussion with you, and you made a really good point that you generally do. Um, it hurts me, but he is good. Um. Because you mentioned, because she's got a Muay Thai background, hasn't she? Yeah. Uh, and, um, she, yeah, it, it's, it, it's hard because her expectations, unfortunately, you know, her sister's a superstar, right? Yeah. And, and you've got a surname like that, and you train with your sister, and they're best friends, and they do everything together. You think it'll rub off on her? I remember she's she's a world champion in her own right with Muay Thai. She's, she's no joke. Yeah. But for some reason, she cannot make that transition. But let's be honest, Anjali is up there, mind. Ange is a quite a tough opponent to beat. Um, I think at the moment she's running a bit too fast. I think she takes their time. Mm-hmm. That's my person. I think they're throwing her in there with some strong dogs at the moment. Angelie's a strong dog. Um, yeah. And because her, her, no doubt about it, um, her sister, her, um, her stand up's really good, but it's just the ground. The ground needs to be improved to improve. And they've come from that stand-up, and she's not making that transition, which is unfortunate. But there's a lot of expectation because her sister's a superstar, not in our sport. Did I say our sport? Yes, I'm. <laughs> the, sport. <laughs> the people's sport. You know, and, and that sport. is hard, isn't it? You know, you got it's tough. It's the expectations is too much for her. Mm. Yeah, it, it it did seem. Um, I mean, you're right. Uh, I mean, she was good. Like you said, she was good. I, I don't, I don't know her past, but watching that fight, uh, she just, she just didn't, she just looked like she didn't have that. She just didn't have. She just wasn't the better person than that. If I was to be honest, and I, and I think that's a fair comment. I think she's just riding on too much expectation on her shoulders to do, because she's living in the shadow of her sister. I think that's kind of ruining her game to some degree. Like. I generally think she could possibly do better if she went and I don't know went to a different team altogether. Um, I don't. Yeah. I, I disagree with that, Professor, because I think he, I think you only you can only fight who's in front of you, um, and who's in front of her. That's nothing to do with her sister. You still got to defend that shit. You still got to fight, man. Like, who's in front of the UFC. Her? The way I look at it is maybe getting a different team, transition to the UFC, get comfortable 
being your own person, not the the, the, the younger sister of the, of the world champion, yeah, then maybe I, go back and train your sister later I on. I thought that. she was the older one as well. I believe oh, she's the uh, older one. Might be yeah. the older one then. Well, that, even I've, more pressure. She's younger, apologize. That's, I thought she's younger. I've I've I heard I did hear I have no facts to, to bear this. I'm only coming I'm only taking this from uh the, the commentators what I heard that she is the older sister. Is she? Yeah, but I, like I say that with a pinch of salt. I said, you know, take it with, with a little bit of seasoning, mate. That, that's all. But uh, you know, <laughs> no, I, that's, I, I did hear that's not due diligence. Part of no, it's not, it's not at all. It's not at all. But um she and is if the she older is sister. she is by three years, she's 36 years old. Oh so god, you're younger. So, oh, fair. <laughs> So if she's the older sister, that's even more pressure. Like, come on, like, what, what, look what little sis is doing. What are you doing? Yeah. Oh, damn, yeah. Wow. That's why my point, maybe separate and do your own thing. Mm. Mm. It may, maybe she requires different learning in comparison to her sister as well. Like, she she's a different beast. Yeah, yeah, a different beast, isn't it? differently mm. from her. Mm. Definitely something to consider, but again, hopefully, obviously, some better future fights for for them both. Obviously, uh, no, no, not taking any credit away from Andrea Lee. She did fantastically well. She came and get embroidered to her. There wasn't yep. no ways about it. She was there, like I'm, like I don't care who your sister is. Yeah. Like I'm gonna stare down your sister afterwards. I'm gonna take you next. Like mm. that's the game that she came with, and she executed mm. it perfectly. That's true. Very true. So, so let's let's move on now. As we move on, still within the realm of UFC two six two, which was a good one. It was a good one. Consistently, UFC keeps on banging them out, man. They just they just bang them out like they're selling drum kits. Like it's really good, really really good. We've got a featherweight featherweight competition between Shane uh, Borgas. Would you say Borgas or Borgas? I like Borgas, but Borgas, Shane Borgas. And Edison Barbosa. For me, I'm a fan favorite of Edison. Edison would kick the shit out of your bumper clock. Edison is no joke. Like his hands and the way, oh, mate, he's he's no joke, honestly. Edison. So these gentlemen here, let's put this into perspective before we start. We've got Shane, 13, 13 wins, three losses. We've got Barbosa, 22 wins. Nine losses. Okay, he's got a lot more losses, but he has a lot more experience. Um, in the fight, look at the output is significant here. 180. 180 total strikes from Shane. 80 strikes landed. That's a 44% ratio. We've got 191 strikes out of Edison. Bang, bang, bang. 191. Uh, he lands 98, so it's fairly close, but yet the ratio is 51% for Edison Barbosa and 44% for Shane. We've got 180 significant strikes that made some form of significant impact. 180 of them, 80 of them landed. Same thing, it's the same stat as up top, 44. 44, and if we want to get technical, it's like 44.4, same stat as total strikes for Shane which is kind of unusual from the total strikes and significant strikes landed. And it's the same stats. That is quite unusual. And uh, for Barbosa, I've got the same here as well. And I'm, I'm thinking this is probably a lazy glitch from some form of human that inputted this data. But nonetheless, 191 strikes, 98 strikes, 51.3 significant strikes. So that's the ratio. I mean, round one, gents, I'm going to set up before I let you guys go. Round one. Edison Barbosa starts with a spiteful chopping chopping leg kicks. Like, you know his leg kicks were like some Jean-Claude Van Damme old school Thai bo- kickboxing business, chopping that bamboo tree down. 
his leg kicks are no joke. Plus, he added the fast hands onto this. Yeah, this is this is this is beautiful, beautiful for me. This is beautiful stand up, and it's good body shots from Shane. Shane was try- hitting him with the good body shots. That was round one. Okay, for everyone that doesn't know, and this is for the audience because we all know gents, but for the audience, Edison Barbosa won that with a TKO in round three. One minute and 16 seconds of round three, and it was an interesting TKO. Before we get to that, uh, let me start with Ash. What did you think of that fight, Ash? Honestly, it's like I've been saying before. The only two fights I saw from UFC 262 (laughs) were... um, Charles Oliveira and Tony Ferguson. I just had a bad uh, weekend in terms to literally. <laughs> you know I, was, that? I was just in, I, I was actually just like in bed with like the cold. I was. Really I know, scared. I know. Like, like Ash, I don't, I don't mean to, I don't mean to air out your dirty, your dirty virus-infected laundry, and I mean that with love, bro. Yeah. I mean that with love. Let people know that, like, like me and Ash were supposed to do this from from earlier out, but unfortunately we couldn't because. Ash, you know, he just unwell. And I could hear it in his voice. Like, like, ladies and gents, if you've ever heard somebody put bogeys in their words, you've listened to Ash. Yeah. And, and there was there was bogeys in your words, Oh, bro. definitely. Because, like, otherwise, I'm the type of guy that would be on it, like, for all the fights. I've I know that. I know um, that. 100%. This is one brother. of them days where I was in bed by, like, 10. Ash? Yeah. I know you didn't watch this, but uh, I, I haven't spoken to Jacob about this. But, Jacob, the farmer... Yeah, he did tell me what what your that you had a you had a theory like Colombo. <laughs> <laughs> right. He told me you got a theory like Colombo, and you know what, bruv, I've I've never thought of it. I can see where you're coming from, but let I, me I am let me interested. explain. Wait, it. So yeah, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. First of all, first of all, uh, first of all, yes. Sorry, excuse me. Please explain it. You're the right. Start right. off. Let me explain. So right, I, 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 let's set the pretenses here. If I said to you, right, yeah. I've got UFC commentators, fans, media experts who are saying they have never, ever, ever seen a headshot delay into the outcome of someone being KO'd on the floor like that before in their life, right? So even with all of our terms of like the amount of stuff that we've watched you'd think this seems a bit odd to see that for the first time ever yeah. right oh no and yeah of course the effect was literally like a body shot to the liver and then eventually a good honestly you could probably count 10 seconds slowly before he then fell on the floor that's what it oh, was geez. but with a headshot right yeah and then you see it and like i said i'm there looking at it going Okay, five. The, the chaos happened. They've both been going to war. Maybe he's got a great poker face like Tony Ferguson. Held it all off, and then there. And then it makes me think. It makes me think. It seems really odd, but the way he acted could have easily be played off. Could he have oh, easily just collapsed? Damn, could okay. he have then gone? Oh, actually, round three of a fight, first couple of minutes of the round. Anyone could put. I, I would like to see the betting odds at that point. What was the betting odds before? That's it. So I asked, that was my thought process, me playing devil's advocate. I know both of them are going to laugh hysterically after I finish talking right now. But that's my theory. You take it. <laughs> no, but what would it, No, but that's that's a fair point. What would have been odds? Um, yeah. with, with a statement like that, I would before I start laughing, I'd, I, I agree with you. What would have been odds? Let's have a quick look, shall we? Uh... Because the betting odds, they have to be significant for some form of significant play to take part. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just seems that the way that knockout happened, like, no joke, if you watch yeah. it back, he just stood there, he stood there for ages, and then all of a sudden, 
collapses and right. oh, what he just like stands still and then just falls so, down. So, so, yeah, oh yeah. Pro- Professor gave a perspective of, of yeah. that. a farmer. Right. Could you could you describe that perspective for Ash, please? Like, how would you describe that? Oh, right. um, well, me, me and Ash are boxing men, so uh, no, no doubt, Ash. Over the years, you've seen through the archives, you've seen punches and people have that delay, they let go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, oh, no, yeah. that type of scenario. The uh, reason why I don't think of um, the professor's um, breakdown. The reason why there's a young man's coming in, he's a t- in the, t- in the 50, top 15, he's, he's propelling himself into the top 10, right? And if he had yeah. won that fight, remember Barbosa's number six, he'd have been knocking on the door one fight away from t- world title fight. Yeah, of course. Right? right? So that's why I don't believe in that theory. And also he won the second round. So that was one round each. Okay? Mm. So going into the into the last round and and Barboza was starting to tire a little, right? And uh, that's why I don't believe um, what the professor says. Nine, nine times out of ten, to be honest with you, is professors generally write a lot of things he says. But I, I, <laughs> um, the odds thing, yeah, um, okay, this is this is America. Anything can happen. But <coughs> from his, from, from my perspective, you're moving through the ranks. And then eighteen months ago, he wasn't, he wasn't even in the top twenty. This young guy is pushing through the ranks. As I said, be it. He'd been one fight off for a world title. Why would you throw that away? Yeah, that's true. I just don't see any logics in that. I remember he won, he lost the first round, but he won the second round. And he was, he was fighting quite well in the third. So it was a, th- a three-round contest. I'll definitely have to see the, the clip of this on YouTube for sure. Yeah. But, but, but take, I, mean, I, I don't know, Ash, if, you've, if, you, if you're in a position to actually have a look at the highlights while, while we're talking... And that maybe like that will put you into a little perspective. Know. Check it's on Talksport. Literally, I'm looking at it now, counting the time down at the moment. Literally, it's it's mad that uh, it seemed a bit longer than that. Maybe maybe I'm over maybe I'm over reading it. But he hits him at three minutes fifty one. He then falls backwards by what was it? Three fifty five. Three fifty six. Three forty seven. Ooh. Like, there is a bit of a delay. Two, three, yeah, honestly, and it, like I said, if it was a liver shot, I'd be like, cool, seen this a million times. I, it, it's just the fact his legs don't instantly buckle. He still mm. stands there for a little bit, like even composes mm. himself, like bobs and weaves a little bit, and then starts going backwards. But like, commu- yeah, but the, 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 the amount of strikes he actually took through, I mean, it was, it was a barnstorming fight. Well, yeah, mm. and, they, and those wheel kicks it, as well. It wheel kicks are vicious. Hit. Yes, yeah, yeah, the wheel kicks were vicious. I, you know what, I think you've got, I think you've got a fair point there. What, what you're saying there, Professor. Um, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I don't agree with that because I don't think his acting skills are that good because the way he <laughs> falls back... Now, honestly, the way he falls back, it looks like when someone... You know when someone falls asleep standing up and realises they're about to drop? Mm-hmm. That's what it yeah. looks like. He, he brings his arms out like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, he... Even his eyes go a little bit big as he starts to fall back in some form of crazy type of... Subconsciously, I don't know. It's from the punch landing. I've I've never seen anything like that before. It seems odd. That's what I mean. And that's when all these commentators are saying, "Wow, that's really delayed." All of a sudden, it is very delayed. That's a fact. More than, and you think that you look at Joe Rogan, all the other commentators there, they have been to more fights than any of us have ever been put together. Yeah, and it makes him think. Then all of a sudden, it's just an odd scenario. But like I said, it is odd. It's true. If Barbosa charged in afterwards, it would look normal. If you see what I mean, but he literally stood back and watched this guy eventually fall over in front of him. But but you but you know what I I man, if I don't know if you're in if you're implying that there could be some form of joint 
joint yeah. like pantomime, <laughs> like a joint <laughs> pantomime. I don't know, man. I just like the, it's only because the previous rounds they, they were trying to take their heads off, though. Like oh, you couldn't fake that. If, like, if, if your world's number 25, 26, but you know, this guy's jumped into the world's top. It, that, that fight would have been massive, mate. Remember, Barbosa's is number six. He would have gone in, and and, and as I said before, one more fight in the top six. You're knocking on the door for a title fight. It, it was massive. It was massively delayed, though. That's the thing. I, I do, I do agree with that anomaly. But, but this is fighting. Is there a limitations to anomalies? Yeah, well, who would have seen? Obviously, all the other things that we've seen, like Weidman, the, the odds of Weidman smashing his leg in half when it happened to Anderson Silva all those years ago. Like, mm. you, you know, obviously, you can never fake that. I, like I said, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Both of them did a fantastic fight. Barboza mm. actually ended up splitting his shin where he was kicking the other guy so hard. Oh. And I was bleeding all the way through. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, the other guy was doing fantastically well, but he's obviously had a bit of a reawakening because he fought Kelvin Cater as well, I think, beforehand. And that was a vicious fight between the pair yeah. of them. The two, the two, the two bars. I mean, I can't see Barboza going any further than that. That's my, there's a killer, that's a killer that weight division. Full of Otega, oh, the great man. Oh, you know, oh. that Australian guy, you've got to give him his props, you know. And, and uh, Qatar is another one. And my, my one of my favorites, the Georgian, Georgian um, Gigi, mate. Uh, uh, Gigi and Barboza will be a wicked fight. That's what you I think know. so. If, oh. Gigi, if Gigi grabs him, though, it's done. Gigi's I think kicks, it's done. Got I know kicks. Gigi's kicks, but he's he's got a very supreme wrestling. Yeah. I think like, like, he's Barbosa will have a flashback of Khabib again. That's what we. Oh yeah, Geeky, Geeky's no joke, man. Geeky, that's that that weight division is is brutal, mate. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just can't see anyone throwing it. But it was a great fight, no doubt about it. Mm. But um, yeah, yeah. That, that is that is an interesting. Um, that is a very interesting uh, yeah. feces, though. That that what you said there. That yeah. It's. I see where you're going with that, though. I'm, I must yeah, well, admit. There's people uh, put it out on YouTube saying like it seems really rare this type of knockout and all this sort of stuff. So it's not just me thinking it. It's just. It, it, it is rare. It is rare. You, you never know. Rare. I, guess. I, I, like, I mean, there's always a chance, isn't there? Really? There is always a chance. You're right. You're right, Ash. There is always a chance. I. I don't think it was made up though. I. I think you'd have to be either. Uh, like super duper Jim Carrey level acting <laughs> to do that to do that but <laughs> not to say that level. not to say that it's not possible but I yeah it's only because of the previous rounds if that was first round then I think your case is, is very good Mr yeah. Colombo yeah. honestly if it if that was first round I think that changes everything like if he gave a bit of a stanky leg or something like that I'd be full with it right stanky I'd be like yeah leg. you know what I mean yeah I'd be oh I'd get it yeah but there was just none of that. There's none no. of it. It was like as if everything was normal and he got kicked with a nice punch and then fell backwards. It was just mm. like, right. yeah, it, 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 yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Very interesting. So, um, so in the UFC, let's um, let's jump around. Let's let's let let's swing it back to the last previous most uh most influential events of. Queensberry Rules Boxing. And I'm not talking about the promotion. I'm talking about boxing. You know, that, that pugilistic sport of boxing. Uh, Kaleno against Sorders. I've oh, already spoken. Oh, I've, I've spoken about this oh. with with um, Jacob, the professor. And, and like, this is the first time I'll be speaking about this with, uh, you know, with, with Super Nerd and with the Farmer. <laughs> like, guys, so, so first of all, 
<laughs> First of all, let me let me go to let me go <laughs> let me go let me go to the super nerd super yeah. nerd and then I want to get the farmer's perspective. So so Ash, what did you think about? how that fight went down from from the first round when Kaleno yep. set out his stool uh, and then and um, you could see obviously the tactics of both camps you could see the tactics what do you think about that including that big ass ring that 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 uh, Saunders wanted so first of all when the ho- before the whole fight started when all the shenanigans going on about we need a 24 foot ring we need this i actually did not know like i actually believed it i believed that billy joe had fought all the time in a in that sort of size ring and they were really trying to shorten it down for Canelo's advantage. Mm. And from what I was hearing after that, apparently Billy Joe had never fought in more than a 20 foot ring. <laughs> so, <laughs> so literally at that point, then I was like, all right, um, they're just chatting a load of rubbish. Literally are just chatting a load of rubbish to um, try and play some mind games. So you've got Tyson Fury, Tommy, then fast forward it to the fight anyway. I loved Canelo's response, though, where he was like, I don't really care what it is, just let's have the fight. I had way more respect for him after he said that. Um, Billy Joe looked really good going into the fight. He actually looked... Like, I actually believe there was a big chance of Billy Joe doing it. Like, um, to be know. fair, like I believe, I believe that he could cause a lot of problems for Canelo. Um, I, yeah, I just think he brought something different. Uh, coming in out of the fight so after the fight had finished up until the scorecards i actually had billy joe one round ahead or even i saw it very different from uh some people like some people had canelo six to two or like um winning like comprehensively like for me i rather than looking at significant shots landed i looked at output and shots landed for me billy joe scored more of the shots but Eye-catching shots, yeah, Canelo for sure. But I had um, Billy Joe arguably ahead. But hmm. it was... Um... Ash, I need to interject here to make, yeah, it, of course, make, this make, this road go, make make this road appear straight. If it was an amateur fight, I agree with you. This is not an amateur fight, mate. You no, know, no, no, of course. I get that. A lot, a lot of tippy-taps, mate. Um, sorry. Mm, I guess I had to... No, 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 I get that. that... I, I the, Like, my point for that was I compare it Obviously, it's very different because they're two different fighters. But when I watched the second Triple G fight with Canelo as well, or even the first one, I, in my opinion, in that fight, again, two different fighters, Saunders Triple G, two different fighters. But again, some people made the case that, a few people, much fewer, made the case that Canelo won the fight because of eye-catching spurting shots. For mm. me, that's not what wins fights. Like, um, even against Lara, like, I didn't think that, Canelo, I personally, well, it's. I think there's a big case to say the lot that Lara could have won that fight, um, and I just think that the judging does, the judges do give Canelo a lot of space to sort of take his time and make a few mistakes here and there. But arguably, in the end, it didn't matter. Canelo did what he, what he set out to do, finished it in the rounds he said he was going to do it in, and. Um, yeah, at first I didn't think that Saunders quit, but then after having seen some of the footage being removed and all this going on, <laughs> uh, and then even after what Mark Tibbs said something and then he like re- retracted it and took it back, it's really hard to sort of, well, go against the notion that Saunders did quit. 
It's all Disney. Mm. I, I think I think you got a point there, Ash, with regards to uh, with regards to what you like to see, and and in the pro game, like the um, amateur the amateur game, going to a few local shows like grassroots boxing, and that's mm. that's been my personally that's been my learning curve recently for the last five years like that's my learning curve going to amateur shows and watching how referees score the fight and and referees are influenced by who hires them let's be let's be mm. eddie hearn real but anyway i'm just saying let's, let's just be real uh depending on who hires them will influence decisions and and also amateur scoring is a lot different from pro scoring no i, I, I feel i feel yeah, like pro scoring pro scoring is is damage incorporated with significant strikes mm. and i think i think amateur scoring is just more total strikes that land to be honest but still it does depend on what you like because, different yeah. countries like different things ash have you noticed that different countries like different things like a style of i think america is more aggressive and i think germany is more technical is you know it, it, it depends what you like. So it was like the. Do you remember the Danny Jacobs fight versus Canelo? Yeah, yeah that that head so, movement was beautiful, man. Again with that fight, Woo. I the first six rounds I thought Canelo won fairly fairly comfortably because he True. he um he had a much larger output of punches, but the output was also mirrored by significant strikes as well. So he was yeah because because Danny was rock. banging still. Yeah. Danny was banging. Yeah, but then the the second half of the fight. Danny came on really, really well and arguably reversed it. So threw a lot and landed a lot. But then all the judges just did not see it that way, which is why it does frustrate me a lot because I thought, fair enough, okay, give the first few rounds to Canelo because Canelo lands a more significant strike. But towards the last part of the fight, Billy Joe starts making him miss a lot more, starts actually countering him more, making him miss, making him looking very elusive. He actually started looking really good throughout the fight. Um, so for me, it's just, again, my opinion and my view, like one one or two significant power shots or significant strikes compared is not to as the, good as Yeah, compared 10. to the I touched you, yeah. I touched you. Even though you're not in trouble, I touched you mm. type of thing. Like hit and not be hit, which is the boxer's yeah, um, that's just, ethos. Yeah. So, so based on that, let me switch it now to Farmer. Farmer, what, what do you think about how that fight went down? Well, to be honest with you, I watched it again and I've got to learn to start doing this because my views did change. And and I thought Canelo was more convincing than I saw. When mm. I actually watched it again, I thought bloody Billy Joe was tapping him and it got to round three to four. It was powerful Canelo rounds. Um, Canelo, he realised this guy, he can't, nothing could be worse. I don't know if Ash, you've experienced this. You're in a ring with someone. Yeah. And they're throwing, and they don't, you don't feel it. You're thinking, right, they've thrown a cut of rice. Mm. I can handle that. So Canelo was pushing forward. Billy Joel started to fight like is um, Tyson Fury. In some of the rounds, yeah, yeah, yeah. he I, tried I, I to, you know, yeah. a little tap, then hugged and hugged and hold, hugged and hold and leaned yes. and hugged and hold, trying to, and, and, and he felt the power. Round four, he felt that power. And he, mm. he then, then he was bobbing and weaving, tapping and tapping, but he kept, putting his head down yeah just about that was just all the time he kept yeah, putting yeah. he was there for the taking he was he was telling you saying canelo hit me leaning his head down and i got that from um um on on uh, andrada because he was saying that so I, yeah. I listened to a lot of vlogs of better fighters and when i watched it again i thought my and i'll be honest 
Billy Joe's performance, I'm going to be really mm-hmm. harsh here, it was amateurish. It was mm-hmm. really, really amateurish for such a guy with so much talent. And I honestly feel, right? I'm, yeah. I feel wrong and hard, I'm going to say. He, he felt the power and he thought, I can't win this. I just yeah, can't win maybe. this. I really did because the power, he felt that power. When Canelo start hitting the arms, because after a while he couldn't even start hitting the arms and the gloves, because and he then he start penetrating the arms even more. Billy Joe's arms came down. He was he was tip tapping like an amateur. He was flicking it out and he was touching mostly the glove. And at mm. some stage he was doing like you know Muhammad Ali back in the days to rub your head. He was almost yeah, literally yeah, doing yeah. that style. You know, I, I was really really disappointed with his performance it's, after watching it. I think times. that's something I I have to do as well because I normally I'll watch the fight once and then I won't I won't watch it again unless mm. like a long time later. So maybe I do have to watch it again. Um, but yeah, I do, I do agree with you in, in the sense that in the eighth round, as soon as he got hit, like, it's almost like Canelo had already picked up on his habits by that point. And he was like, wait, the next time you drop your head, I'm going to go for it. He landed it. And then Billy Joe's body language, just, he froze. He completely, he, it's almost like he got, he, his body went into survival mode. Yeah. He was just trying to avoid it. He didn't throw a punch after that. He did not throw a punch. He, um, was just trying mm. to survive, which is fair play. I mean, it's yeah. a massive shot. He did. He did. Uh, Kalino, he started, he did, he did stuff that he don't usually do. Like, yeah. he was celebrating in between the fucking yeah, round. Like, like the hands were up and he was moving around like, my hands yeah. up, I'm going to bang you. I Come clearly on. believe what, I, I believe what he said because he was saying, he said he started doing it because he knew he'd damaged something. It felt different. Mm. Um, he felt like Saunders' reaction as well. And the like the thing that you have to you have to pat him on the back for this, like he said it would finish between those rounds. It would be it. <laughs> he, like, he picked it out, he did it. Um fair play to the man, man. He's a he's one of the in our era, he's one of the best for sure. His body punches and, and he's insane and, body punches. Oh, yeah. it's incredible, mate. And he he put his arms up, didn't he? And he kept putting his arm he put his arms up, and then Billy Joe hugged him like a bear. Yeah, <laughs> he did mate. It's not just the field. It's there, it's there in, in, in one minute and 40 odd seconds, you can see that, mate. You know, yeah. right there. then he covered up and he wasn't doing anything. And he got he, he just he, he decapitated. What's the word when you take away somebody's um powers? Um, neutralized him, yeah. you neutralized him. You just, just he took his soul away. That's the thing, don't get me wrong. I am I'm a Canelo fan, like by all means. I just I would like to see him get challenged, and it was disappointing when. Like, you want to see an even more challenging fight and an even more... Because the last time I, I really saw him pushed was against Triple G, arguably. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, and fun. I'd like to see that again, but I don't think there's any... Well, at the moment, I think Benavidez is a bit too young. Maybe give him two years. He's strong. As, strong. as talented as he is, I think he needs a little bit of time to grow. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I, don't, I don't think um, Benavidez has reached his peak. So he's, yeah. got, that. he's got that time. But he's he's strong, got that time. He's tall. He's very tall. Very yeah. rangy. Very different type of fighter. He is. Um, Caleb Plant, I don't know. Because like, he's very skilled, very talented. But he's also American, so he might be overhyped. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, we'll and, see what we'll see what will happen yeah. with that. What do you guys think of Andrade? He's skillful. He hasn't got the engine. 
Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. I, I've I've had this. I've had a confrontation with my brother with regards to Andrade. When I say confrontation, I mean like <laughs> a debate, <laughs> like no, fighting over yeah. dinner, <laughs> fighting over boxes that don't know we exist. No, 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 never that. But it, nonetheless, it was a verbal confrontation with me and my brother talking about our points of view about the the last Andrade fight with oh, yeah. Liam yeah, Williams. Williams, Liam the Machine. Personally, Liam. Liam, I tell you what, mate. What I saw, I saw Andrade gas out, and I also, yeah, yeah. I also, I've I've heard reports that Andrade has a, a minimal amount of fights left at that weight, and then he's going to move up because the cut's too hard. Yeah, he looked very drained. At one point, I thought he was out on his feet, and Williams just didn't capitalize. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm you know what, bruv? I, I might even call you on a conference call while I'm talking to my bruv. Like, yeah, come yeah, on, man. Definitely. Honestly, he gone. He was. He his legs dipped for the first not, time ever. His legs dipped with a couple of shots. Yeah, he he struggled on that. Did one. you see how? Do you see how many times he was holding on to Liam? Like yeah. hold. It was almost like old school Klitschko. He did not oh, throw shit. any punches. He was just waiting, waiting until the end of the the, the end of the round saved him. For, that thankfully for him. But the disappointing <laughs> thing I got with 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 um this fight, and I said this to um Coach T earlier on. I think that Eddie and Billy Joel missed a trick here. Why they fought Canelo? They should have gone for the plant route, Ash. This is my view. Mm. Gone for the plant view. I think he's probably capable of beating the plant, right? He would have built up yes. a bit more confidence, a bit more skill. Remember, <laughs> so we have been, we've had a huge hiatus, haven't we? This is my, because mm. of the COVID, yeah? And he could have built up, you've had two belts, Canelo got two belts. That would have been a great super fight. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And, and, and I really, really feel that they missed a trick there. I don't know. I mean, unless anyone's going to chirp in, tell me otherwise. No, I, I, th I think it's think very reasonable, to be fair. It would have been an even bigger. Oh, it, it could have been like an under, undercard stroke with, with, with Tyson Fury and AJ or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's an excellent point, mate. I think that's that's an excellent unification undercard to to bless such a big blue ribbon heavyweight fight. And um, I, I've got a little bit of this. You know what I'm about to say is is like it's tongue and cheek. All right, I'm just I'm just putting that disclaimer out there now. Yeah. It's tongue and cheek, um, Professor. Professor, um, yeah. there's a post. I tell you, there's a post from from World Boxing Organization, which is just like a a, a social media type of thing, and and uh, I just want to say this post here: Kaleno was so confident he beat Billy Joe Saunders without any scratches, he booked his wedding for the next week after. And there's a picture of Kaleno getting married on a beautiful sunset beach, like yeah, straight up, is. dude. <laughs> Is wow. that is that fucking gangster? What are you talking about, mate? That, <laughs> That's what do you think about that, that professor? <laughs> that's, that's absolutely awesome. Like, fair play to the guy like to do that. It's just as big as Conor McGregor turning up on a yacht to the UFC and being like, right, yeah, I'm here to play. <laughs> um, I, I, do you know what, guys? I think an interesting point, which I think could be, I was going to chuck out there where you guys were talking, was it sounded like Billy Joe turned up to point fight, whereas Canelo came to knock yeah. the guy out. And it, yeah. it makes me think, yeah, how about point. you change the scoring system well. like yeah. do you do dare i say even more traditional to bjs here and go okay we keep fighting till someone taps yeah mm. and says actually i'm done even though i still happen with the whole eye socket thing but maybe would billy joe change his approach to stop trying to point fight was it early doors where he thought he had one punch from canelo and thought there's no way i'm gonna knock this guy out 
I'm gonna have to point my way to the twelve round. Yeah, that was the only option to win, to be honest. Mm. So, I, I think even before the fight, like if you asked, like even when they are when they spoke to Tyson Fury, he's quite an outspoken guy. Like, oh, what's Billy Joe gonna do? Um, knowing the friendship that they supposedly have or have, um, given Tyson Fury running off after, I don't know. Um, Tyson Fury was always going to beat him convincingly over 12 rounds. Never, ever did I hear, oh, he's going to knock him out. He's going to do this. He's gonna... No, no, that's why he wanted a big ring to, yeah. to, to manoeuvre and to box. I, ne- I never heard that from anyone, not even anyone like uh, his Saunders' dad or anything like that, which is kind of disappointing because even if the fight is a light puncher, you sort of want to hear more like fight this this sort of talk like i'm going to really put some pain on him yeah yeah you don't you don't right. you don't i personally i agree with that i i the fact that you would talk about get me a bigger ring okay fair enough get me a bigger ring cuz i remember i remember that tyson fury fight with klitschko tyson fury did talk about the ring this yeah. the aesthetics oh. of the ring there were some things going on there they still had, they had like a stupid amount of foam underneath it it was yeah. it showed pictures it was like running like jumping in sand yeah it was silly <laughs> Yeah, but but that's there's a method to the madness. Yeah, you know there's a method to the madness because yeah. this 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 the consequences of this is is M's man, is M's in the bank account. <laughs> yeah, so you, I'm I'm glad you pointed that out, Professor. You, you're right, mate. There you go. It's it's not the first time that people have talked about the environment that they combat in. Okay, um, Ash and Professor, I have to ask this question. We're never going to delay. We're going to get to it now. Okay. Did he quit? (laughs) He didn't Um, want no more smoke. For me, on the record, he quit. You know what, right? Based on what I... I didn't want to believe... He tapped out. I didn't want to believe that he quit, but then from what I remember, now all that footage has been removed, but from what I remember, he went to the corner, and I knew as soon as he went to the corner, he was going (laughs) to... It's just it's purely because of what he did. He started shaking his head. But it's mm. almost it's almost like he wasn't saying I don't it's not like saying I don't want to fight, I don't want to fight. He wanted someone else to say it. Yeah, yes. that and also he realized something it's almost like he was in panic mode. Like mm. I think he'd been hit and he was like, I've never felt like this before. Yeah, unlike Kel Brock. Yeah, so it's not like, oh, he's too strong for me, that sort of thing. But I think he genuinely got scared that um have any of you guys been diving before? This will correlate into the answer. So yes, scuba diving. Right. Has anything... I've done. I've done free diving once and and lost my asshole. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Um. Have you guys ever been in a situation where you've suddenly thought you're going to drown? Yeah. Yeah. I have, yeah. I, I, and I, you've I got like that with the first time when I was free diving. You panic like crazy. Like you're like, oh my god, what the what the hell do I do? Like. For me, I remember trying to put my mask on. It was all going all over the place. Um, and literally, the last second, I literally accepted I was going to die. But then I realized. And then I saw some light. And I thought, damn. This true story. I thought, oh, damn, I'm going to heaven or something. And then I realized I was just, like, above the sunlight, above the water. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. That's, but, a cow- that's a cowboy story that's told. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think that he... I think he panicked. Like, he literally had not experienced that type of injury instantly as soon as he'd been hit he felt different something mm. i don't know if the blood's running through the other way or it's going all over the place but the the, the speed in which the eyes swelled up yeah i think he quit 
I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put a big statement out here. I again, people might think I'm an absolute lunatic for this. I could think that could be the end of BGS career. Yeah, no, potentially. I agree. Because, I I think it is. Yeah. I agree with that as well. I don't I, I don't think, think he wants no more. I think he's made his M's. That was the whole point for yeah. two years, two three like, years. I he was searching for them. He's been very outspoken in the public media. Yeah, obviously mm. to beforehand, he was supposed to have this fight ages ago, and yeah. then made the, I think was it the, the whole women comment or something like that on social media mm. that yeah. then shut that all down. Even um, with Dubois and uh, Kel Brook, he they had yeah. similar injuries and he went down hard on them. Yeah, yeah he, exactly. he did. It did, and Kelbrook Kelbrook got titanium plate put in around his eye socket. Yeah, uh, he did. He did his training again. He mm. stepped back in the fire and fought a, a Jamaican slash American monster in the name of Earl Spence and got yeah. the other eye socket damaged. Mm. Man's no like. Listen, we want to talk about heart Cross. levels, dude. Only way he's gonna rectify is if Eubank Jr. and him go at it, and he beats Eubank Jr. That'll be mm. the, other than that. I think he's done. I don't think he'll come back. I think, as you mentioned, he's made his money. He'll go. What's the point in doing this? I can go. Yeah. I can already have a happy life. I can follow Fury around for the rest of my life. Only yeah. <laughs> guys, Tibbs bailed him out. I've sat and analysed this. I've gone through a lot of the vlogs as well. But 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 show. But he should do because that's that's your trainer should yeah, be but, able to read you and but, and do what's needed to be in a partnership with you. Yeah, but what they're saying is, um, Coach D, could Dubois quit himself? Is coach is coach because it gives it that vid. Oh, you mean build him uh, out in the form yeah, of like yeah, you mean the form yeah. of the aftermath? Aftermath, right? Okay, I when when okay. when Dubois okay. did it, he did it himself, didn't he? It wasn't the, he did it himself. He took the knee, yeah. Mm. Uh, Kelbrook was different. Kelbrook went in, went, went in. Out. Yeah, they, they threw the they threw the towel in while he was getting banged. Yeah, yeah mm. Kelbrook, Kelbrook's a proper warrior, but Tibbs has bailed him out because because it gives it um can't say the word it gives validity on on the, on the decision. So it it. It kind of like if you look into D, you can think it wasn't him quit. It was his coach did it. Do you know what I mean? He, did, he and the coach said no. And it, 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 Tibbs done a good job. Tibbs saved him. Mm. Saved him because he's gobbed off a lot on other people. Yeah, yeah. And and he knows his man. Like Tibbs is trained with him. He, he knows. Oh. He knows him. He knows that you know what it's in it. He know. You know. Come on. Yeah. He he he, bailed, he, he quit, but he got out of it by his by his coach doing it. And Opie hears this because his his views on Kelbrook and Dubois, young Dubois, just yeah. it was disgraceful. It was disgraceful. And Kelbrook was his stable mate at the time as well. <laughs> wow, that was what was worse. That's exactly out of Sheffield and Dubois. You know, a young oh. lad. You know what I mean. And remember, they're fellow British fighters. Yeah, yeah. The British fighters. That's you that's why he died in his sword. He, he died in his sword, which is words. A sword is another uh, is another uh, saying for words. And he's died in his own words. And that, and that's and I think that's why he's been getting a lot of a lot of this backlash. That's it's as simple as that. Because if you didn't say if you didn't say what the fuck he said, you wouldn't get what the fuck he got. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be straight. Just yeah. be honest. And and now they're trying to. Put Eubanks down. I watched his film laughing. It was, it was funny. Wow. Oh, like, yeah. Damn. And yeah. you made a good point, Ash. That will be a big fight. If, I hope it does happen. He ain't going to fight. He ain't going to fight Eubanks. He ain't going to fight Eubanks. I don't think so. I really don't think so. I don't think so at all. I would, I would tune into that. I would look I, I would too, but I don't think so. I really don't. Well, it's because... BGS Eubank, yeah? 
Yeah. 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 Well, and, and this was an immature Eubank that had never been the full distance. He had no idea about his tank. And he was very tentative with his tank. And so he held back. And Billy Joe used his rightful birthright of amateur skill experience to beat Eubank in those early rounds. And then when Eubank realized that, oh my shit, we're half more than halfway through and I can still go like a train, too late. Too late. Billy Joe done it. Did good. That was a good fight. Sorry, sorry, you're saying that, Professor. Sorry, mate. No, it's fine. Like I said, it's going to be interesting to see how it all hands out, really, because you can see the trajectory of Eubank if he obviously accepts, obviously, Roy Jones Jr. as his new trainer um, and actually gets that going for him well. And that kid does set him up because he can do the whole fighting math and go, well, if I beat Billy Joe, then that means I'm a contender for Canelo. Yeah, Canelo will be a couple more years older. Will he be coming out of his prime or will he just still be sitting in there? Sets up some interesting fights for the future. But the only big thing to take away from this is obviously saw today at Eubank Jr. for all the money that he made from the bet against Billy Joe donated to charity, which I thought, do you know what, credit to him, fair enough. Like over 10,000 pounds to some sort of child's charity, which is wicked. So There you go. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that's um, that. I, I, how do you, I, well, oh, that'll get under my skin. To be honest with you, my, my arch enemy doing that. Oh, that'll get under my skin. But Billy, <laughs> Billy, because Billy Joel's not talking to anyone, is he? No, uh, he's um just had the surgery, had the surgery apparently, and yeah. uh, just uh, disappeared. Disappeared. He's not, he's not communicate with anyone. So not he's managed well. Yeah, he's 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 um you know a humble pie. Um, my next question, coach, to you if I can ask, I know we're going to have to go soon, right? This is even more mouthwatering for me, right? There's two more questions. One guy called Josh Taylor. Why don't we all t- no one talk about him? Oh, thank oh, you yeah. for no. mentioning that. Rico, you, you, oh, brother, I'm glad you mentioned that. Honestly, I'm, I'm within my brain. Why don't talking about that guy? Like, he's let's, let's get this, let's get this straight now, yeah? Josh Taylor, I'm so glad you mentioned that, Rico, because you reminded me personally, like, like, come on, man. Like, honestly, Josh Taylor, when is he fighting, Rico? This Saturday. This Saturday. This Saturday, Josh Taylor is fighting. This is a big bomber clock fight, yeah? This is a massive fight that Josh Taylor is involved with. Josh Taylor is fighting a, a monster. We're not even talking about like it's not no give me fight. It's not like it's not like Joshua versus what's his name that that weak ass champion that had the dreadlocks. Like he, he looked like a, a beatbox champion, let alone boxer. <laughs> but I, well, I don't even remember his name. But anyway, we got Taylor with seventeen and zero. 17 and 0 against Ramirez, 26 and 0. And I think that's significant, though. I think nine more fights, nine more fights in, in pro. I think, I think you can, I think there could be a little bit of difference in experience there. But we'll see against experience and talent. The belts that are on the line. Oh, shit. WBC World Super Lightweight Championship. WBA Super World Super Lightweight Championship. There was two supers in that shit, yeah? (laughs) IBF World Junior Welterweight Championship, which is, you know what junior just means, like, you know, like the light version. WBO (laughs) WBO World Junior Welterweight Champion. There's four big daddy belts Mm. here. These are big daddy belts still. They're not even the dibby-dibby belts. Like, this is the big daddy belts that are on the line here. We've got Josh Taylor, 30 years old. Ramirez, 28 years old. They both got an O that they don't want to lose. Great, great fight. Thank you for mentioning that, Farmer. I just think it's absolutely... Um, what have we been doing in Britain? If that was Ricky Hatton or Carl Zaggy, which, you know, they, 
this guy's fine for undisputed. I know. And it would have been no coverage. Like crazy. No coverage. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so disappointed. In fact, I'm in shock. I'm in shock. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's no one's. He's a never cause. He's a never um Carl Froch because Carl Froch was never mm, interesting. Never, yeah. You know what I mean? Towards tour, the latter end. Mm, mm, smells like Kawasaki. Yeah, mm. that was because of Groves, you know, sort of spiced up a little bit. Carl Zaggy is only known in Wales. And there's this guy fighting for... And he's fighting an absolute... He's in a top five pound-for-pound fighter, Ramirez. So He's no is joke. It, Ramirez is no it, joke. Ramirez is a monster. And if he pulls it off, he's up there one of the greatest accomplishments in British boxing history. And no one's going to talk about it. Mm. I, I just... I don't know what. And, uh, I just find it very difficult. I don't know how disappointing. How, uh, dis- I don't know. How, we, how, how do we? How can we? Um, I think disappointing uh, is an understatement. Yeah. Yeah. How do yeah. we address that, Ash? I how even watched a. Uh, I think I watched. Uh, I can't remember by who it was, but it was um, a quick interview with Eddie Hearn, and he actually he actually said like the. I think it was IFL. They asked him to say a few words on it, and he was like, "Gotta go, guys!" But it will be a great event. Tune in. That's it. And walked. Off. I was wow. like. I was like, come on, man, just try a bit more because it's, it's, don't get me, isn't he promoting that fight? Isn't, surely Eddie Hearn's promoting the fight, right? I, no, I'm not sure, Ash, to be honest. Because I know he's leaving Matron, uh to go full time to zone. So maybe that's why he's showing a lack of interest. I think right so. I, I, I think that's a fair point. What you've made there, Ash. You see, that's why you're super nerd. That's a fair <laughs> point. No, honestly, I, I think he's, he's, you know, he's cut a deal with the zone. He's doing some other things. And I think part of that deal was to get Mexicans in. I'm sorry mm-hmm. to digress right now, lads. No, but I, think right. part, I think part of that deal was to get some Mexican monsters in to fuck up some English boxes. And, and one of those yeah. that got fucked up was Josh Warrington. Mm. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Yes. Damn. He fought a Mexican monster. And maybe we didn't that hear of him. But monster. I tell you what, that Mexican don't miss. <laughs> yeah. That he's a he's no joke. And his hands were like granite. Like yeah, literally. yeah. But Josh Warrington wasn't privy to that. Yeah, he even gave up his belt. <laughs> yeah, that was bad advice. That, oh, what the fuck did that? Where did that come from? Huh? Where did that advice come from? Give up your belt to fight this unknown Mexican mm. monster. What a great decision. <laughs> I I the only reason I, I'm favouring Josh, and people might think I'm crazier, he's been more active. Yeah. He's been he's been very very whatever he's done he's well managed well thought through this because mm. on average he fights every six months, yeah, uh, and he's been very active. So he has he has and, and he's he's a like, very confident, and he boxes well, well like farmer. Yeah. You know he, he's got a beautiful style and it's a beautiful work well, workman style. He's a tough Celtic warrior, mate. Just, to just breed him that way, don't they? And that'll mm. be a that'll be. That's gonna be a great fight, and I just—it just saddens me not to hear it. And another question I was gonna ask, my second one, guys, um, is: I've changed my <laughs> mind on Tyson Fury and AJ now. Why is that? Um, what, what's changed your What's changed your view on it? Um, AJ's been out the limelight for a while. This is Rico. This is Rico Fury, by the way. He's been out the limelight for quite a while, isn't he? Remember. 2017-18 so constantly in the limelight, wasn't he? In the last 18 months, we don't really hear from him, do we? Since no, the Ruiz second yeah. fight, and I'm reading on a lot of vlogs and things, like he's behind closed door, training like a Trojan. 
because he's changed his trans- I've heard that as well, yeah. He's changed his body as well. His body shape's changed. And I really feel he's going to go hammer and tongs to take out Tyson Fury in the first three or four rounds. I don't think it's going to be... try and take him out early. He'll yeah, try he's going to... Yeah, yeah. That's his best he's chance. To, his best chance. Best chance of getting him. Yeah, he'll t- he, try he, take him out early, or yeah. if it goes past a few rounds... You know what? Then I, he'll try spurting on late as well. I, I disagree, you know, guys. I disagree. You know do you know? I don't. I don't think that. I. I think. Um, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's a two phase that that um, uh, Joshua has gone through. First of all, let me take it back to the source, to the root of a, a, uh, one's lifestyle, and um, Fury, Fury. You know, he's known part of the, the whole. The whole flaws in his lifestyle is part of his beautiful um, story. Mm. Yeah, the flaws of his lifestyle has been part of his beautiful story of being rock bottom with with you got everything materialistic, but still there was a void missing in your heart. You had bad habits, and then you came back from that, and you done really good to get back. So that you know that holds you know from from the bottom to the all the way to the top. There's a very good story, but nonetheless, you don't live the fucking life. You don't live the life. Yeah. I think Joshua lives the life. And the mm. fact that when he, the best thing that could have happened to him, like what Kaleno got from Mayweather was what Joshua got from Ruiz, personally. Yeah. People say he's tentative, but Joshua's focused more on his boxing now. He fell in love with his power and it didn't work with Ruiz and you fucked up. When really, you're, you're a boxer. You're a Lennox Lewis cut from that cloth, different generation boxer. Like, you're, that's his thing. Straight lines and he can bang like a fucking train. And, and, and I think he lost that when he tried to do some shit with Ruiz. He, remember, he got Louis, Ruiz down. And then yeah. he did. He got all sloppy. Like, oh, That's I'm the just first gonna... time Ruiz had ever been down as well. Yeah. So he got a little bit happy and like, oh, I'm just going to rock you. I'm just... Well, really, that's not the strategy. That You're not built like that. You're not a brawler. You're not a brawler. You're a boxer. Yeah. yeah boxers deal with lines and angles like an angler. That's how you catch your fish. You know? <laughs> I think because when when AJ first started, he was always he was he was a very aggressive type of fighter, yeah. and then he obviously like really dedicated him to, dedicated himself as he's always been doing to like learning to box, learning to box, and he's really improved his game so much. I think he just wanted to make that statement in America, like versus Ruiz, really, really wanted to come out with the mm. back, back fight, uh, and he and he lost. I think he lost yeah. himself the minute he starts boxing. You know how hard. Joshua is to beat when you like when yeah. he boxes, but that's like, the thing. I still, I think, despite, I think he will have to brawl to beat Fury. Personally, I do believe that because okay. I think, as much as Joshua is a very much improved boxer and a very and a good boxer now, he's got a good mm. jab. He's good. I I, I disagree I think, with yeah. that. I, I disagree with that. I, I think. You think? I think yeah, because I think Fury is the better boxer. I think Fury is the yeah, best that's what, that's heavyweight I mean. heavyweight think, boxer at the moment. But I think however, Fury's boxing is very good. Ha- however, the, the only the only throw of the dice, not even a throw of the dice, the only different ingredient I can see from each camp is strategy. You need mm. strategy at this elite level. You have to have strategy. It's like F one. We're dealing we're dealing with milliseconds here with regards to strategy, and that's the difference between getting caught in exchange and not getting caught in exchange yeah. at heavyweight. And and personally. I think the strategy will play a role here because because um, Joshua can box. I I do believe that uh, Fury is the better boxer. However, I don't yeah. think it's going to be a chasm of complete skill. Like oh, mm. like a chasm like Deontay Wilder and and Fury oh, when God, Fury yeah, decided to put him on it. I can't see him doing that to Joshua. I see Joshua doing the right type of procedures and tactics to get within the right 
angles to get fucking to him. The Not to mention, thing... Joshua's worked out this uppercut inside. His inside game yeah. is super, bro. My, my only worry, though, is... I still think he was a bit tentative versus... Uh, was it Pulev who we last fought? Yes, yes, it was Pulev. Yeah, a I lot of people said that, that. I do think he was a bit tentative, but not. But when he got going, he was good. But I just think that if he's not used to us, if he's like not used to this herky-jerky sort of style, if he really gets put off, will he just become confused Shit, in the same way that... Who the hell's used become? to the herky? Ash, who the hell's used to Fury? I think Fury's a one-off like in a generation, exactly, and that's man. The thing. I think it depends like, he's on... He's unique. Can you... I think in that case, you're... You just... I think you just have to go... He has to go for it. He can't... It just because he sparred him before, I know he's. He, I think sometimes it's different, different now. Just have to go out the window. It's it's different. I I don't. I disagree. I, the the tactics. Were, I've never seen anyone go to Fury and body him like a blood clot like Kalena. I mm. I personally, if I was in Joshua's camp, which I'm not. I'm, I remember. I'm like. I'm, it's easy for me to say out here without so many like like. I ain't got a lifestyle to maintain on a, a per fight with the M's and the, the entourage and the people that are eating and feeding and the, I ain't got none of that pressure. I'm just saying that if I was to fight Fury, forget his head. Fury is too elusive, too big, I do too agree elusive. With the body, yeah, but get sure. the body Both because the body. the body, the body is the, the the biggest telltale sign when someone doesn't live the life. Get mm. the fucking body, man. Yeah. yeah. That's the what best you... play, and it's the biggest target as well. Of course, yeah. What do you reckon, Professor? Uh, I'm just, I'm kind of sat on the fence or everything. I kind of have a have a, a very interesting scenario in my head, which would be hilarious to play out, and it would be the case of AJ goes out first early rounds, knocks Tyson to the floor, thinks, oh, this is going to be an absolute walk in the park, and Tyson then gets caught, counted out, and then all of a sudden resurrects himself on the first <laughs> the couple of final <laughs> second. Like Undertaker, like, dun, dun. Exactly. And then basically <laughs> looks at AJ in the face and goes, is that all you've got? And just basically takes his soul from him, Jay, and then oh, goes, I don't know what shit. to do. <laughs> and Eddie Hearn's just like, yes, boys, maybe some money. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That, that You know what? That could happen. I ain't even ruling that shit out. Like that could, I think, I think all the abilities with what you just said there, that can happen, Professor. Fair shout, mate. Fair, fair, definitely great shout. And um, and also uh, to be honest, I think they're gonna get a trilogy out of this. They should do. The the cake is so big. I yeah. think they, I think there's gonna be a trilogy. I think AJ win the first fight, and Tyson win the second. Ooh, that would make for a beautiful I, 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 finale. I'm, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put it out there even more. I think I AJ. I can see the first ending in a draw. Yeah, mm. I can see oh, AJ really busting up. I can see him busting him up. Mm. Really can. Because you said something earlier on, um, prof, um, Coach. It doesn't matter how talented you are. If you don't live that life, you can't. Like Ricky yeah. Hatton, how talented he was. Ricky Hatton, up and down, up and down. If you don't live that lifestyle, you won't succeed. I don't care how much talent you've got. Mm. Some remember when you're elite level, they're all one percent, two percent of. They're all in almost the same, aren't they? Yeah, it's a very fine measurement. A very man. fine measurement. So, and he, and he, 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 he clowns around. That's his persona, which we love him for, and all of that. But the last eighteen months, believe you me, is like Ru, is like Ruiz and him are, are walking on a parallel line. And here's my theory: him because when. Ruiz um, lost to um, um, uh, to Joshua. Joshua gave out a, a, a sentiment of, of, of to him to say, "Don't worry, bro. Get back on the horse. How about your way." Then Ruiz went. He's on a parallel. Lost his way. Stupidly fast hands. 
I would, mm. I, I'm telling you, oh mate, mm. I would. He's one fighter. Even if Tyson Fury, Joshua go, they have to be worried. He's got fast hands. Mm. He's a problem. And once he gets used to that weight, if Ruiz keeps the discipline, he'd be a problem going forward. No question whatsoever. He's got a good coach now as well. I've got a very good coach. Very good coach. So, good. This is the best team you can get. In, yeah. yeah. So therefore, Joshua is living the lifestyle since for quite a while now and keeping out the limelight. No one hears from him. Yeah, the COVID's been pretty good for him, and he's just going under the radar. He's going to be in beast mode. I'm a Tyson Fury fan, I really am. But Tyson doesn't live the lifestyle; he just doesn't, mm. and he's going to catch him up. That's that's a that's a very good fair point. Very good point, Farmer. That's a good point from everyone. Yeah. And guys, I'm going to have to wrap this up like Christmas presents on Christmas Eve, just before <laughs> Christmas Day. Go wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's it, this has been one of my favorite shows. This is, you know, to, to deal with all you guys and to listen to all your your comments and your perspectives. You know, I I'd, I haven't agreed with everything, but some things I have agreed with, and there's also been a lot of things that I I wasn't privy to that I'm I'm learning, and it, it's beautiful for me. I I love it, man. Uh, honestly, I love it, and I thank all of your presence. Um, first of all, Rico. The Farmer, thank you uh, for joining us on this show, episode number nine, A Hook, A Punch, and a, punt line, uh, a Punchline. Thank you, sir. Great having you. Thank you also. And guys, go home safe and look after your dogs. And, <laughs> and don't scratch your new motor. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, Professor Jacob, once again, brother, thank you for joining us and just adding to this whole pot of ingredients. It's, it's been super special what's come out of the other end. Thank you. Likewise, thanks for having me, Coach, too. Appreciate everyone's input. It's been great speaking to you all and look forward obviously, to the next one. For sure, for sure, for sure. And super nerd, Ash, my brother. I'm Coach T. I've been your host on this amazing show, one of my favourites, to be honest. I know it was a long one, but, you know, sometimes some of the best things take time to grow like a seed in a tree. And before you know it, you got your fruit. It's beautiful. And remember, remember, remember. OK, if you need these are for businesses. If you need some form of video animation service for your business, whether it's just doing posts on social media or promoting a new product or doing some new sales or having some new contact, check out, check out www.rockettouchsolutions.co.uk. OK, we will help you on your digital high street in the internet and on social media, getting your produce and getting your services and products out there to those that need it. Check out www.rockettouchsolutions.co.uk. I'm Coach T. I've been your host and peace. Yo, that was sick. That was good. <laughs> was that all right? Ash? That was fun. That was fun, man. It was like a lot more people as well. That was good fun. It was fun, isn't it? It was, it was fun still. That's good. And it's different opinions because obviously we've all got, like, we've all, it's obvious that we all have a knowledge and an understanding mm. and a perspective, a mm. unique perspective as well. We're not all yes men. We have different ideas and, and, and whatnot, but we still have, like, a decent foundation of, okay, this is that and that is that. And what do we think about that? But, you know, I fucking enjoyed that, man. Yeah, 100%, man. I thought it was good because, like, especially because I hadn't, seen half the stuff it was just good to listen to like people's opinions and stuff so like i enjoyed it yeah for sure yeah yeah and and, and ash that's how love like we're not like it's not it's not like you know it's not like an analyst 
Like I exactly, know some, yeah. I know sometimes my like like even my brother would be like he'll put pressure on himself to like know everything. You don't need mm. to know everything. The whole point of this exactly, is yeah. I've I've the whole point of this is my motivation was just talking to you guys about sports and like fighting and mm. MMA or boxing and we don't know everything but we got an opinion and I think it's great the way we display it. No, yeah, I, that that's the thing. But I think it's like a we do it in a good way and stuff, so it's decent. And it's real. It's yeah. real, Ash. Like we're not gonna just kick like blah 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 blah. No, everything. That <laughs> that's not. That's not. As far as I'm concerned, that's not real because there's loads mm. of other things that people say. Why do you talk about this? Why do you talk about Devin Haney and Lenares and blah blah? Like there's other things, but it's just, yeah. mate. It's, it's just. A, it's just a little moment, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly, man. Oh, good man. Thanks for that. And I, you know what? I'm not cutting out that bit with Hoochie, yeah. Which bit? The bit, the bit with who you say who is it? How you pronounce his name? Hoochie. Oh, Hachi. No, Hachi. Sorry, Hachi. I'm not cutting out that bit. No, with don't Hachi. cut it out. Yeah, keep it. Keep it on there, man. It's cool. It's funny. It's re- that's the thing. It's real, isn't it? So, yeah, just keep it. I like it. That was cool, man. That was super cool. All right, brother. Thank uh, you man, for taking cool, yeah. part, man. No worries, and, and, bro. and yeah, you like you know, don't forget your recovery. Like, Ash, oh, keep on not. putting old, putting, keep on putting those good vitamins Sam, in your body, bro. Yeah, yeah man. Sam, bro. All right. 100%, man. Take care. Yeah, I'll see you soon, man. All right, man. Peace. Take care. Bye.